Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. What you do see is you go to patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. And you type that little address in there, and then you say, I would like to subscribe for a dollar, or two dollars, or three dollars, or five dollars, because I want to get the music, or ten dollars, because I want my name at the end of the show, or whatever reason you're going to be supporting the Sun Ranto Show and keeping us on the air, whether it's that you want to help us pay our website hosting bill, which is coming up for 200 bucks, whether it's you want to help us pay to keep the show streaming on StreamYard, what, if you just want to help buy us tickets or beer. If you would buy each one of us a beer for doing this show per year, well, that's like subscribing basically at like the $3 level. So get it done. You get the show early, ad-free. There's perks at every level. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us. It's how we keep the lights on here. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old self years out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable loser Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto. Second half, Ranto. The Cubs are back. The Sun Ranto show is back. We got High Cotton's Cotton's back. We got back. And uh, I'm, I'm of course, Danny Rocket. I am am also back. And I also have the best song. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you had the best song until Juliana Zobris redid it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, oh God, can you imagine? <laughs> and I was shitting on myself. So don't shit on me. Um, so uh, you guys ready for this? Because we're, we're coming back. Uh, oh, and we're, we're coming back a man down yeah. already before down. we're even getting into it. Well, let's get into it right away because uh, there was a big trade yesterday. Um, Jock Peterson's gone. He's on the Braves, and we got a guy named Bryce, but his real name, get this, guys, Bryceland. Like, is it Bryce? Was it a shitty enough name? They had to, like shitty it up more with a Lynn on the back of it. Like, what the crap is that? Who thought of the name Bryce Lynn? Oh, God. Yeah. Who I the hell? Oh. 
out of curiosity, how many of these things do you think at Cubs has queued up? Like, like you know, they got because this came out like you know thirty seconds yeah. after the news. For the podcast wonder, list. Like, <laughs> for the for the podcast listeners, Crawley's got the uh, Chicago Cubs tweet out. Thank you to Young Jock Six Fifty for the bringing good vibes and positive energy to the field every day. Hang loose, which uh, symbol, uh, which is what Jock did with us all the time, which is you know the thumb and finger, which um, I can't actually do with my right hand. Can you guys do it? Hang loose with both hands. What? You can't well, make here. your pinky and your thumb right, work here's my, opposite. Here's okay. my left hand. I got you know, I could got pretty good. <laughs> Ooh, it looks creepy like that. It, it really it. But like my but with my right hand, I don't know if you could see my pinky's like hanging way back. It won't it won't like the thumb will go, but the pinky like here I can't really Yeah, so like so for the podcast like listener it's low. His, I can't his, put it out. Yeah, his Pinky finger curls in, in towards yeah. his palm rather than it, out. I, like I, I think I broke it, you know, and never, you know, nobody cared because it was the eighties. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, like, ah, it'll be fine. It'll heal. Just it's just a little stress fracture. I was talking about that the other day. Like, uh, I I had never had a stitch or a, I've never had a broken bone. Never had a stitch till I was an adult. But I bet you surgery. got scars. <laughs> oh, I got I got lots of scars. <laughs> And, and more than likely, it's like, I claim I've never had a broken bone, but I've just never been diagnosed with broken bones. <laughs> Carly, Carly, can you do hang loose with both hands or, or are, you, are you double loosed? Double. Oh, yeah, that's that's sexy. Yeah, I can't do that, nor can I do the same. It's for the same reason I can't do the horns. I can yeah. do horns with the left hand, but I can't horn with the right hand. Right. So, you know, <laughs> for a lot of people, you know, Jock seems the craziest thing. <laughs> right. So, Jock Peterson, as we all know, was the hero of spring baseball, Mesa, Arizona. Uh, went on a tear, but he kind of had a really bad month of April for the Cubs, picked it up a little bit, but he never really, I mean, he pretty much stuck to his career averages. And, and it just, I don't know, he, he wasn't anything that great. And then, to make the matter to make matters worse, Kyle Schwarber went on a tear and became an all-star. So oh, that just brutal. makes everything just look worse in uh, just in yeah. hindsight. And the Cubs did not save. Well, the Cubs are finally saving some money on that deal because everybody acted like they were saving so much money by going to Jock instead of uh, Schwarbs, but it was basically the same amount of money. Million Schwarbs, difference, yeah. Schwarbs might have gotten just a touch more, but yeah, now they're going to get out of like three million bucks because Atlanta's. You know, and that's why I root for the Cubs because I love saving billionaires' money. That's really my thing. I've ever since like '83, I was like, how can I save really rich people a little bit more money and <laughs> still root for their team? That's my thing. Well, I'm going to put up Jack's numbers here. It wasn't great. 96 OPS plus, so basically a re- replacement level player for the money. And uh, 718 OPS, he had 11 dongs on the year, uh, batted 230, 418 slugging. I mean, you know, it wasn't great. But they did let him bat against more lefties, and I don't think that went all that well either. He actually, did have a couple of knocks. Actually, he actually, he actually did better with lefties than he really did against righties, which was kind of surprising. But he so his power, his power came from right hand, yeah, right handed pitcher. But he he actually was okay against lefties. I think 
the big thing for Jack Peterson coming into this was he wanted to prove that he could be an everyday player. And I honestly think that he did prove that he could be an everyday replacement level player. He's not going to set the world on fire, but you know, if you need him, like Atlanta needs him because Acuna is hurt, they can actually trot him out there every single day and it's not going to be the well, worst thing. I'm sorry, but Jack Peterson does not turn Atlanta into a world beater. Uh, with a, it, he's, I mean, Acuna is incredible. And Jack but Peterson. But he's hurt. He, the, the, but this, he's gone. No, he's this gone is for the one year. Of, Yeah, he's gone for the year, and that's why they made this trade, because they just need Dude. somebody for a couple months. They should have right, just given up. But they got to, no, they plugged the hole. They think they still got a shot. They're going to remember what Schwarber did. Who knows what Acuna does? Some of these guys are freak athletes, so I mean, uh, they're gonna have they have to do something. They have to try, and Peterson's available. The the trade market hasn't really kind of kind of really gelled yet. We haven't really figured things out, but we do know there, that there's a lot going weird. on. It's weird, but there are teams out there that are gonna try and win this year. I mean, I don't know who they are, but <laughs> <laughs> well, and I will say this too. You know, the the famous 1969. Nice. Cubs team that uh, lost, you know, they by at this time, the Mets were eight games behind them, right. you know, and the Cubs are in a similar situation as to the 69 Mets. Now they were the amazing miracle Mets. So maybe it would take something like a miracle and the Cubs are, you know, a few pieces away. The central is a, a winnable thing, but obviously the Cubs are sellers because you get rid of Jack Peterson uh, I guess we're going to see KB out there the rest of the time. Well, KB's not playing well, tonight, by the way. Yeah, so, we are not going to see KB why, out why there the rest KB, of the time because that's wait, 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 wait. Why is KB not playing? Uh, Danny, hit, you you should have a you should have a this drop ready. Hold on, let let me call Tom Ricketts and see why. Well, I had him in right field. Oh no, I I thought you had a hug watch drop. Where, where, where are you? I saw him in right field in the lineup. Oh, some I just saw somebody tweeted. I didn't even look it up. Yeah, he's bat. He's batting. According to the lineup right now, you got Chris. Oh Bryan yeah, he's batting. he's in there. Facebook okay. user hashtag Jesus hugwash. Christ. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to give everybody a hot. Yeah, sorry to give everybody a heart attack. Um, no, KB is playing. He's playing in right field. Right, batting second. I was like, what the hell happened? I was gone running a couple errands. I'm like, did we? Because I was I was at this rib fest, and all of a sudden, like, I have no service. And like the second I the second I left, all of a sudden all this Jock Peterson shit came up. I'm like, oh my god, did this happen twice? But the thing about Jock Peterson leaving too is a you know obviously we don't give a shit about the salary, but it, the Cubs actually don't have to pay the option, don't have to pay the rest of anything. So there's that. The other thing to keep in mind though is is here's the thing: the Cubs have to try to figure out what we have to do with Mister Dinner Dollars Coffee Salesman. What is Ian Happ? Okay, and so. You have to take a look. What is this guy? Is he for real? Is he not? What's the issue? And so Ian Happ has a whole half a year to prove that he has that, you know, what, what he's really worth. I'm for it because, you know, Hap's your guy. Hap's your first round pick. Well, yeah, unless you can, unless you can pack him, package him up with somebody and send him out the door. And I mean, please don't I don't know who's, <laughs> I don't know who's going to play fucking outfield for you, but you know, Rafael Ortega. Uh, so, but it we got somebody for Jack. It wasn't just for free like some yeah. of the other things. We, uh, we, you you started with this Bryce Lynn Ball. Bryce Lynn Ball is his name, and I did not make that up. 
Yeah, I know I make up a lot of things. He's 6'6", 240 pounds. Somebody wrote in the notes, Ball Bunyan. I That's, like it. Yeah, I was on Cubs Insider, and apparently Ball Bunyan is his uh, nickname. Correct. Makes sense. And, um, and he's from, I guess he's from Iowa. He's from somewhere uh, near me here, Mason City. So uh, he was picked in the 24th round, which isn't particularly exciting for anybody. Uh, he plays first base, which isn't particularly exciting for Anthony Rizzo. And um, he, he does bat, bat lefty, but he throws righty. And I, from what I can see, he's – or what people have said about him, I should say, he seems to be, what, like a high contact – well, let's see what other people said about him um, – Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Uh, but, well, the, he's like a high contact, uh, but not this year. I guess right. when right. in through he was kind of a world beater through college, through single A and rookie ball. He had an OPS over a thousand. He slugged eighteen home runs in two hundred twenty eight at bats. Seventeen home runs. Uh, it, with another team uh, that was in college and 17 home runs in rookie and a ball uh, in the, 231 the that- at bats. Then he went to rookie ball in Danville and he in night 2019 as well. And he slug 13 more. Uh, no, actually that's uh, no, sorry. That did not happen. That is it extrapolated out. Right. Um, and then this year he hit uh, only six though in 169 plate appearances and, and I, yeah, I and his, his batting average dropped way off this year to two hundred. Yeah, the thing that I mean, everybody's batting averages seem to be dropping this year. But the thing that really struck me, if you throw those numbers up, that is interesting about this guy is he's a high walk and high strikeout guy. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sun Ranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, won't you join us there? Uh, you can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store and uh you know we kind of get together we have a conversation about something cubs related or baseball related or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist matt camera you never know what's going to happen over there on tuesdays at 6 p.m at the spotify green room app here's what you do uh you download it and uh, then you follow sunranto show s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o-s-h-o-w and you link your Twitter in there, and, uh, you know, pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me. Um, it's totally participatory. Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app, and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. Like, it's odd to be both of those things. I think I saw he was somewhere around 19% walk rate, but he's also like a 28% strikeout rate, and which is just fucking nuts. Jim Caravan brings it up. He's Adam Dunn, and Adam Dunn was really the one that was known as the th- three true outcome guy, like absolutely homer walk or strikeout. Yeah. So, do, I mean, I don't know if, if this guy now fits into the Cubs' future plans or they just <laughs> – He's a Theo Jet special. 
I mean, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. It's like you're looking at a guy that homers outs. Yeah, except for that, the batting average is higher. I mean, look at that. He's he bats three twenty four. He has a bunch of doubles as well to throw on top of it. So well, maybe those, it's those more are a, those are college numbers. Those are college. I mean, and well, what else? I mean, what else do we have to go on though? I mean, well, I, we just but traded what a major leaguer for a college guy. Is you know, so it's all. What I'm saying is performance that we have to extrapolate. The reason his numbers are higher, there's always, there's always a drop off going from college to pro because you move from a composite aluminum bat to a, uh, to a wooden bat. The, the feel of the bat is different. The ball comes off of it different. Everything like he, he, he has to basically relearn, uh, like he doesn't have to relearn his swing, but he's got to relearn how everything feels. You know, yeah. like it's a, it's a different situation. So, Carly, um, you like you liked the move on Twitter? No, I mean, I, it was. You thought funny. it was a good. You thought it was I, a good trade. Again, do I, was it phenomenal? It's not going to blow. No, it doesn't blow me off my feet. But again, the fact that a they have no financial commitments to Jock anymore, and they got somebody that has high upside is it's fine. That's. This is where we're at. I was just more shocked at how quick this came. Like, you know, because people are like, well, look, you got Arizona. Then you got St. Louis. Maybe you go on a run. Maybe Milwaukee struggles. And Jed's like, nope. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, and thank God somebody had to do it because Theo was too chicken shit to do it that entire time. He did nothing. Nobody from the core. He well, never it, thought. It's still nobody from the core. It's still the yeah. fucking guy that yeah, they picked a- up for the sole reason that they could flip him, you know, he'd either, they, he'd either be okay for them or they'd be able to flip him. And, you know, the second thing has happened now. So, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it, we'll see what happens with this guy. I mean, I it's guess Rizzo- already feels better. Doesn't this trade already feel better than the U Darvish trade? I mean, oh, this I fucking guy may never, ever play, play. And yet, I was happier with this trade than you Darvish because fucking Jock Peterson is nowhere near the level of you Darvish. And honestly, Bryceland might be near Davies level. See, it's, yeah. it seemed, it seemed like a decent trade. Um, breaking news. The great Bismarck has passed away. Oh. What? Yeah. Bismarck. Well, yeah. his, his death, was widely reported just recently, and then yeah, he, he had some brought sort it of, back and said that he wasn't. Now he's well, dead. He yeah, he ended up in like some sort of medical condition, but now he's officially dead. So pour one out for Bismarck. He, oh he, baby, you you got, got what, what I, I need. need. That's when I can sing because I don't have to be a good singer. Yeah. Did yeah, you he, ever hear the story about that song about how like there was supposed to be a he was supposed to do his rap over it. And so there was like a session singer that was going to come in and and do the you got what I need that the whole part and that session singer never showed up and so Biz did it and they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it, it really was. It was the best worst song ever. It and really was. I cannot pour this out. A friend gave me this one. This is Half Acre Vienna Beef. Oh, dude, does it taste like hot dog? Absolutely. Is it is it mustard flavored? Mustard flavored. Absolutely phenomenal. Is it really mustard flavored? No, <laughs> it's uh, not. Quick, quick you, shout You out. never know. I've had I've had pepper beer and pickle beer and all sorts of shit. So. Sure. And uh, the other day I had the summer of 54 beer 
out at the Lost Boys event. Oh, at, the Haymarket. Haymarket, Haymarket yeah. Summer of 54. So, no, I really no, want one of those. Another shout-out for that sucker. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That's like a like a grapefruit mango thing, like almost like a Hefeweizen, but fruitier, but also sweet, bitter, like complicated. I, I loved it. It was it was like a big fruit wine, it, like, almost like a, what do they call a brandy? Not a brandy. What, it, what do they call that when they because they make that out of fruit too, right? I mean, you could have there's fruit tones in a lot of different types of beer. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'll just shut up. <laughs> Other breaking news: I don't know if anyone saw this, but uh, Starlin Castro is on administrative leave. I did. Uh, yeah, we we saw that violence incident. Uh, if you remember. I want to say it was 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. he got nailed with some uh, – there was accusations, and they were kind of dropped and swept under the rug, and nothing ever came of it. But uh, he's in you know, a little bit of trouble, Mr. Castro. That's that's so weird that he would get in trouble again because usually abusive people stop being abusive at some point. Right. All when you got to do is just you know let them let have a little more – time and they'll yeah. figure it out yeah they'll figure it out just like keep you know just keep letting them be who they are and eventually they'll be good people well and they in you know there's there's been a lot made with the way that the nationals are handling this too because they're handling it much uh quicker and more decisively than most other teams do in this situation they immediately put them on administrative leave and there's no like it's going to be two days and we're going to bring him back. Like they're looking, they're just waiting right now to find out everything, but they didn't, they didn't say, well, we're going to keep trotting him out there every day until we find out. Yeah. I know. I'm glad the Cubs never brought him back. And I think they were kind of done with him at the point that they were done with him. It, it yeah, but it wasn't really me. for the reasons of, of he's a piece of shit person. It was more that they, they felt that he never put in a, uh, that was the famous Grandpa Rossi story. Like that's when people kind of first uh, kind of got to know him was that he was um, that that he was kind of just lollygagging in spring training. Castro was and Ka- and I guess like in front of everybody, uh, David Ross just chewed him out. Like that's why you guys are always fucking losing is because of shit ass effort like that. And everyone was like, "Ooh, who's this guy?" And kind of called Castro on the carpet because he was kind of the superstar. Him and Rizzo at the time. Well, yeah. and uh, Chip Paleo writes in, does the Castro situation open the door for trade talks for KB? I don't think the Nationals are going to go for it that much. I mean, they had a really shitty start to their season. Uh, right now, they are, let's see, they're only six games out, but they're five games back and are two and eight in their last ten. I don't know where their heads are at. They, I don't know. It's tough because that, you you thought the Mets were going to run away with that division, and a shitty team like Philly, after playing us, <laughs> is only three games back. Right. The Mets, with all that pitching, somebody needs to make a move in the East. I know KB's been rumored to the Mets uh, because they're third base, uh, as well, the Raiders don't really, I, I think, even have. Uh, and, I mean, they have somebody playing third base, but I don't think it's somebody that they want to play. Right, third base I, I think them. that. I think that's why the Nationals have been linked to KB because you're not just getting uh, an MVP caliber third baseman. You're also taking that away from the Mets in that division. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, beating the Mets is worth two games versus beating the Cubs, you know, any given night, like that, that type of thing in your division. You want to take it away from them while building yourself up. 
Speaking of KB, John Heyman put this out today. While uh, Bryant, Kimbrell, and other Cubs are on the block, there are signs the Cubs will try to lock up Javi Baez and Anthony Rizzo before talking trades for them. Those signs are in the bleachers, and they're being held by fans. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you wonder how this news leaks. And a lot of times these are test balloons that people float, uh, they're, they're uh, red herrings, if you will, where you don't really know the truth as to uh, who's, who's paying John Heyman. Is this the, I mean, is this the, the owners, is this Ricketts leaking something? Who's leaking this? How does John Heyman have some information that they're going to try to extend Javi and Rizzo? No talk of KB, or well, Contreras is another year out, but but no talk any of that. Like, is that to put pressure on KB? Is that being like you're the odd man out? Is that to put pressure on Rizzo? Is that to put patch, you know, or is that Rizzo and Javi putting pressure on the ownership? You know that hey, let's get some you know strong well, let's, swell let's, let's, against us and and take some news that now maybe people won't be interested in us because the Cubs are going to try to lock some up like. Yeah, I think Crawley's going to sneeze. He was yeah. going to say something, but instead he sneezed. Yeah, I did. I, I'm getting better at that. But um, look, here, here's the deal. <laughs> is that the shortstop class this year is going to be massive, okay? And then you also have Rizzo, who's not worth that much. Who's your best trade? <laughs> there he goes again. Yeah, <laughs> Who's your best trade piece? Your best trade piece is by far Kimbrell and by far Bryant. Those are the two guys that will bring you – the most in return. Anthony Rizzo has, I don't want to say so little value, but nothing compared to what Cub fans think he has. He, he just isn't going to be somebody you're like, you know who we really need? The guy who's over 30 that has a bad back. Like nobody he, only, he really only has that value in Chicago. Like right. In Chicago, he's got, he actually does have a ton of value, but you're right. Sending him anywhere else maybe possibly Miami he could he could sort of have that same cachet but not what he's got with the cups true right. and uh, little yumper writes in if you if you're building around Javi and Rizzo it's a bad franchise choice i kind of have to agree with little yumper here because it, it, for first of all what you just said crawley is that you know an aging first baseman with a bad back uh, gold gloves, though. He can pick him over there, no doubt about it. He's still got the pop in the bat, although not what it once was. And you think about it in terms of, like, an Albert Pujols and <laughs> watching him run down to first base these days. I mean, do you really want to see that? Right. Like, you're you're going to bring – go, we're going to go to the game all together in 10 years and watch Anthony Rizzo run down to first no, base that, and be like, oh, somebody showed him. Get him – put him that out of Pujols his misery. contract will go down as one of the worst contracts of all oh, time. Yeah. Well, the Angels – why are the Angels so bad at this? Like, uh, if the best player in baseball – Okay, look, we, we talk about we wish everyone was like Steinbrenner, but Steinbrenner made a lot of bad signings for a lot of big money. And Artie Moreno is very similar when you talk to the Angels. You don't want the owner being like, I'll pay that guy no matter what. I want him to give whatever it takes. It's like wait the, the difference was I think I think Steinbrenner was a little better at it than Moreno. You know, like you got to, you know, it wasn't until they actually built a farm system with Cashman that brought up a lot of the guys, uh, including the core four that, that really changed their luck. Just buying the most expensive guy wasn't, 
you know, they're, they're, they had a lot of bad, expensive signings. And, and again, you like to see your team go for it. There's always that combination of signing the right guy without signing a stupid contract while developing. That's that's the goal right there. That's the key. Right. That's that's the goal. The, the key, though, I think, you know, when we're making comparisons to Steinbrenner is that uh, despite not winning, they were always bringing people in. They were always going for it. The fans never sat around and wondered whether the Yankees were trying to win, you know, like us. I was thinking a lot about this and, and what little Yumper saying. And again, I think that was just kind of the consensus is, is people don't want Chris Bryant gone. And, and, and uh, you know, that's, it's a difficult uh, to put your head around that, you know, he's your all-star and again, just looking at the numbers for all the years that he's been here, even the bad years are better than most third basemen that the Cubs have had throughout their history. And to lose that guy, there's just this fear, I think. With Javi, I, 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 Javi reminds me of Alfonso Soriano, but with better defense. Okay? Right. That's what he reminds me of is, is that. Chris Bryant, I think, has a much higher ceiling and just his game is going to – be a little bit better as he ages where Javi's I think Javi's game is going to get worse as his freak athletic ability kind of gets older. Absolutely. No, I mean, I, and I love Javi to death. I, I don't think you even, if you do sign an extension with him, which is, it's kind of a bullshit extension at this point. He's only has like two months left. You're like, okay, we'll extend you at the last minute. It's like, it's like when your parking meters expired and you're like, Oh, I'll, I'll run out there. Um, but, I mean, Javi, obviously, you're going to lose a step or two. We all we all do. It's going to happen. It, I believe the age is like, who knows how long it's going to be. He's a very athletic dude. But not a lot of, like, 35-year-old shortstops out there. So I think you're doing a three-year deal or something. No, like and I – Maybe five years, but it, with some, like, kind of out or – I don't know how you'd get it done. Right, Javi but, but, Javi, like, but Javi also plays – third base and second base and would move there in a heartbeat as soon as he's uh, – as soon as there's clearly a, another shortstop coming up that's – Right. And, you know, he does have he does have a lot of value, but I just – for me, if I, if I had my choice, I, I, would, I, would, I would trade Rizzo and, and Baez and keep Bryant. So that would be my I, goal. I, I tell do. you, though, if, if you want to make money – if you're the Ricketts and you want to make money, then you build the team around Javi. Yeah, you build it around Javi and Rizzo, by the way. Because when Rizzo, I was there, that's the jersey I saw. Every fucking buddy has a Javi jersey. And honestly, I saw maybe two Bryant jerseys. Not a lot of Bryant jerseys out there. I'm sure you guys go to many more games with me. You see many more of them. But would you say that the Javi jerseys – uh, dwarf the number of brands. Unfortunately, I think I see more Fukudomes. It's <laughs> <laughs> the problem, or the or Terios. It's just, it's it's really uh, the riot. The riot. I mean, it's been a tough ten years for people. You know, they can't hey, refresh that shit. You know, as we kind of look at this, here's the thing: is that everybody knows right now. Schwarber, or, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Bryant is made the All Star game. We'll talk about that momentarily. He plays multiple positions at a high level as well. And I think that there's going to be a bigger market. With Javi, there, there's going to be a huge shortstop market coming this year. So he's, the Cubs, well, Sir Jed is sitting there saying, look, Riz, we're trying to give you the best deal we can. We get you may not like it, but trust me, what we're offering is more than what you're going to get on the open market. Yeah. 
Hey, Javi, it's going to be a crazy offseason. This is life-changing money. Take it now. And I think they believe their best chances are signing those two guys. Yeah, I agree. And and probably maybe that's even a, a, a sort of a, a – it could be a signal from the owners. Like, I don't know who it's a signal from. You know, that's what – I want to know from John Heyman – who told him to say this? Because that's really the important thing. Because he's getting his information somewhere. Brett Taylor ran with it. Everybody trusts John Heyman. If he's wrong a lot, which he probably is, uh, then then he would lose his com- credibility completely. So he's not going to come out there with a report like this without at least some smoke and knowing where the fire is. You know what I mean? So it's interest. It's interesting, and you know, this is going to be a really interesting two weeks to see how it. How it shapes up. Um, so, uh, I mean, we've talked in, uh, at length about who we would want uh, the Cubs to re-sign. At right. this point, we are in the kind of like the glory moment because I, who knows if the the uh, if if anybody that gets traded would re-sign at some point, and they might be content with the draft pick. Um, so let's move on, though. Can we talk about the Cubs and the All-Star game? First of all, the All-Star game is the stupidest fucking game that ever. I, I didn't watch it. I was down at the uh, Summer of 54 beer event. Uh, I, I did manage to look up at the TV with the bases <laughs> loaded. <laughs> bases oh, loaded. You and Wait, you might have seen the only part of the game that I saw. Yeah. I looked up at the TV. I was like, hey, look, bases are loaded. It was like, I don't know, 8.15 or 9 or something. I don't know what time it was. Still kind of light out. And um, anyway, I'll, I'll put up I'll put up what happened here. I got to find it. Um, here's Brian's first at bat in the All-Star game. So, uh, well, let me give you the inning, okay? So, uh, Brandon Crawford is facing Chris Bassett. And um, uh, he – pop fly uh, it, to deep short, and he's out. Out number one. Then Justin Turner. <laughs> Did you just say deep short? Yeah, well, I guess deep, that's what it says here. Deep short stuff. Deep, a pop fly that, to the that's third not base. shallow left. It's deep short now. It's okay. deep short. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's a it, – when you, when, it depends when the, the umpire can call infield fly. Then Justin Turner ground out. Uh, so there's two outs now. So – you're thinking uh, it's, it's the bottom of the sixth. The nat- the National League is going to go down quietly. But no. Out comes Manny Machado of the Padres. Single to center field. Keeps it alive. Then Jake Cronenworth. He walks first and second. Then you got Juan Soto comes up. Bassett wants nothing to do with him. Walks him. Then Bassett on the ropes. Well, Chris Bryant comes to the plate. Bassett's on the ropes. The 2016 MVP on at the bat, Chris Bryant and Chris Bassett. Uh, well, he throws it away, pass ball, run scores, but that's not really an RBI for KB. But it must, I, I counted it as an RBI <laughs> because because KB got out of the way. Yeah, because yeah, well, he, no, did, he didn't so impede anybody's uh, progress and cause an out. Well, and then uh, then Chris Bryant uh, struck out swinging. Clerched, clerched hard in the All-Star game. He had the pitcher on the ropes. A game, a game they lost by three runs, right? 5-2 uh, or 5-1? 5-2, I think, and he left five guys on base. <laughs> yeah. Clerched he also, Bryant. Time out. For the record, he also got – he had a hit stolen from him when he came up, I want to say, in the eighth. Uh, yeah, he, he poked that little flare out there. So that's – 
Yeah, I'll put that up. I think that's the one that I saw. And then uh, Kimbrel pitched right after that, right? Yeah, so Matt Barnes yeah. on the mound at that point. So uh, Trey Turner flies out. Justin Turner comes up singles. Eduardo Escobar singles. Uh, then uh, Jake Cronworth, he lines out. So there's two outs. Uh, Juan Soto comes up and walks. Once again, bases loaded for KP. And then he they called, they called it a line out. You called it, what, a flare? Yeah, it was a it was a poke in it. Maybe maybe you call poke it poke in the whiskers. It deep short, uh, but the yeah the left fielder ran in, and he did have to slide to make the catch. It was a good catch, but uh, yeah, Still, it was one Grant's of those. Man would have been cooler. Yeah, it was it was one of those things. So that's the only thing that I saw in the game. I happened to flip it on, and I see bases loaded. KB and he he flares out like that, and then Kimbrel comes up. Yep. In the yep. next inning, he comes out, and I'm like, oh well, I guess I'll watch Kimbrel pitch, and um, that was less than exciting. Yeah, as he well. sucked. He sucked too. <laughs> so he comes up, faces Jared Walsh, gets a fly ball to deep center, and oh, Jared that Walsh, one, Jared that Walsh one. is the one that robbed KB. Yeah, so, but okay. that that ball. It was, you know, warning track power is warning track outs. But off the bat, Kimbrel dumped his head like he totally thought it was gone. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, well, either way, they would have lost anyway. But um, then Adolis Garcia comes up and he doubles. And then um, you get Nelson Cruz coming up and he, he grounds out. And then finally he gets one strikeout. Uh, um and uh, no, no, actually, that was it. They brought in Zach Wheeler. Sorry, he faced three guys. Yeah, they there was uh, they because even the in ball, the All Star game, you have to face three guys. Yeah. So <laughs> I wonder. I bet you Kimbrel, he probably went up there and just wasn't throwing anything. I don't. I don't think he was trying. That's that. That is what I will say as a Cubs fan who chooses to uh, still like Craig Kimbrel until he's not on the team. I will tell you though the the I watched the All Star game and there was uh, gosh I can't understand why they were doing this but it was Joe Buck talking to people in the middle of like at, at bats like right. and so, while they're in the box like yeah. yeah and I'm like okay you know what this would be really cool if they're on the on deck circle and they're talking to Joe Buck what are you looking when you go up there da, da, da. but he's like talking in their ear while he's freaking like what these guys are like what the fuck dude it's like I would hate that this I believe that we probably said something about this years ago when they started to talk weren't they talking to like Bryce Harper while he was catching a fly ball out in the outfield you know like he's out there having a conversation and then the ball comes to him and, and if it wasn't Harper it was somebody else somebody in the chat can tell us who it was but they were having conversations, and the dude got, like, two balls out to him and was it's, talking to them. It's a cool idea, and you can do it. But, Jesus, when somebody's in the fucking box or when somebody's pitching, like – Not when you're in, not when you're hitting because even right, in an all-star game, even right. in an all-star game, that ball is going very fast, and you need to be fucking paying attention. Artie Boucher – Says, I think uh, KB kind of put Joe Buck in his place. Well, what happened? What, this what happened was there? Big controversy is that they have Chris Bryant mic'd up in when he came in. I want to say sixth, seventh inning, right around there. He comes in, and Joe Buck, like all of a sudden, is giving him the fucking like 
like, like just like going at him. Like, so the Cubs lost like 11 in a row and now your team's no good and you're going to get traded. What do you think? And then like, KB's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm just at the All-Star game yeah. kind of having fun, dude. And, and so uh, actually Mike Bryant, was, this was big around here in Chicago and Mike Bryant like was like fucking pissed and said, Buck should apologize. Like, you know how these interviews, how you doing, Chris? Dada, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, he's fucking doing them. Yeah, throw him some softballs. Hey, you have a new you have a new child. He's here at the game. Like that's what America wants to hear. Right. Joe Buckson is like, so you're gonna get traded. You're gonna be on a new team soon. You're gonna have to move, huh? Now, how's your wife gonna like it? You know, I mean, just like now, that's what keeps Chris Bryant up at night. And you're telling it to him when he's trying you're, to play the outfield. It's ridiculous. It's, it's here's the thing: is that these guys, and if you don't watch really intently. These guys like go through a whole bunch of interviews with the whole, like hard interviews with people before the game. So like, like, like they sit there, they, they do media and all the media comes in and talks to all the players, blah, blah, blah. You don't do that in the middle of the fucking game. Like reaming this guy when he's just trying to have fun playing in an all-star game. Like you don't do that. Chris Bryant answered those questions probably 50 times from the time he landed in Colorado Till the time he was on the field, the time for that was done, and there was no reason for Joe Buck to go there. Well, that that's must be why he's out of the lineup tonight. Yeah, that's just, the just, other just thing. Kidding, just kidding, just kidding, I kid. Yeah, that's the other thing that drives me absolutely insane about this time of year and everything. Why does every fucking reporter have to ask the same question? There's 20 guys in a room, right? And one of them says, "Do you think you're going to be traded?" And then the next person says, when do you think you're going to be traded? Like, no, that's the same goddamn question. You just <laughs> didn't answer. Like, just if one person asks it, why don't you be the cool guy? Six Demon Bagger writes in, what should he have asked him? What he should have asked him, where, where, where was Bryant? Was he a third at the time? No, he was in no, the outfield. outfield. He was in the outfield. What he should have asked him was, KB. You're playing all over the field. Right now you're in left. Mm-hmm. How is that different from whoever was playing at uh, third right in front of him? Murphy's and right. I don't know where the fuck he was. Remember what, what Steve Stone used to uh, say when Harry would ask him, what would you tell the youngsters out there, you know, right now? Oh, I would tell the, you know, what's different about playing center field? How do you have to prepare out there? And, you know, say something like that. I totally agree with you. Or ask him about his kid. Ask him, you know, who there was pictures of him with his kid there. You know, ask him about what. Ask him about when he's going to be able to grow a beard like his dad. This isn't isn't Mike Wallace in 60 minutes, okay? This is is the all star game, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah, what's your favorite Disney movie? Fine. You know, whatever, whatever. Just that's some sort of thing. But it's just kind of, it's kind of like an unwritten rule that you don't really like, like, you don't ask, like, like, hey, did you? Are you? What do you think about the the allegations against? Like, if it was Ben Zobris, like, what about the allegations against your wife and the preacher? You just wouldn't ask that then at that yeah. time. There's well, a that, time and place. It's not in the middle of the All Star game when the guy's fucking mic'd up, just trying to have fun and enjoy the moment out there. That's and, I'll tell and, you, if they want to do something weird, just mic up the players and don't ask them anything. Just let us listen to what the players are saying, and I and I can switch around. And I can hear the heavy breathing of this guy or that guy or what these guys are saying. The, you, the ASMR, yeah, because it's a long game and you're trying to, you know, I you, you turn on the the West Coast games and you just listen to the guys. 
And, and no offense, if you want to sit there and say, okay, that's what we're going to do, then ask those type of questions for everybody. Don't give everybody softball and then fucking grill KB. Grill everybody's ass then if that's what you want to no, do. No, Curly, that is not the answer. You don't fucking say, well, you're a dick to KB, so you should be a dick to everybody. No, no, no. Is, that, is but, that if you do that, right, though, don't even bring that up. because be mucked up. But, Curly, but that's what I'm saying. You don't put that into the world because that's what they will do next time. They will fucking grill everybody and nobody wants to hear it. Right. I think the thing that annoyed Cub fans is that concept. And when somebody six demon baggers saying, Oh, well, you know, what do you want to ask? Well then, I mean, like, why didn't they ask the like hard ass questions, like difficult questions to everybody in that situation? It's not right. You don't do that. That's kind of like the understanding. You mic them up, you get some sort of softball, you you kind of fluff these guys up, and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I'm just thing. worried that, like, years ago we said they're going to be fucking talking to these guys in the middle of an at-bat, and then we saw it this year. Like, yeah. it's coming. It's coming. They're going to have they're gonna have a fucking lawyer doing a deposition out there in five right. years. Ta- I want taint cam. That's what I want. <laughs> like, every player's taint. Taint it up. Uh, all right, well, let's move on because we do have some new Cubs, kind of. Uh, they they were drafted anyway. We don't know. Did anybody sign? I think Wick yes, did. Jordan, Wick signed today. Yeah. Wick signed. Okay, that happened. Well, and, and Wick signed because this is his next step. He's already been through yeah. all of his college. He's not going back, and there's no point for him not to sign because the way that the draft is, it's, it's not – Crawley and I talked about this on the uh, Green Room show, which you guys should listen to on Tuesdays at 6 o'clock. Uh, we were doing Green Room. We were talking about this. It's not a, a really hard slot, but there's not a lot of leeway. So it's not like they can offer him $2 million and he can ask for $5 million yeah. and, and work it out. It's going to be like they offer him $2 million and he can ask for like 225. Well, it's interesting. I mean, they just More. got a bunch of left-handed pitchers, which by the way is you know, you look at the Jason Adams, the you've got uh Chafin, uh, you know, all the, the Rowan Wick, all the lefties out of the Cubs pen now that are riding the Iowa shuttle back and forth, all the ones they've tried. Obviously, lefties have always had a little bit more value than a righty. It was a specialist kind of position. If you can get it to play to right-handers, if you got a pitch that can get righties out, you're definitely a valued commodity. And, hey, that's what they stocked up on. So I'm going to put the top ten picks. I know you guys went through them on the Green Room app on uh, Tuesday when I was drinking beer, you guys were working. I was yeah, like, and you were. I'm working too. I, I had to. I had to explain to somebody in the green room. Normally, we would let you speak, but because Danny's not paying attention, we can't bring you in. Oh, oh yeah. I, I think I should should make you a host, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so, uh, so Jordan Wicks, number one, James Triantos, uh, who was announced as a third baseman, which was weird. Everybody commented how weird that was considering he really didn't play third base. <laughs> so yeah, that, <laughs> just, he went, he's a high school kid. So whatever. We'll, we'll tell you what you are. Um, Drew Gray, also a high school kid, left-handed pitcher. Christian Franklin, the center fielder from Arkansas University. Yeah. Liam Spence, another shortstop from Tennessee. Riley Martin, a left-handed pitcher from Quincy University. Parker 
Chavers or Chavers from Coastal Carolina, seven eight. Uh, Casey Opitz, Chase Watkins, another left-handed pitcher. Peter Matt, an outfielder from Duke. Uh, Casey Opitz, by the way, is a catcher. So that's uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. But, but um, two, two guys from Arkansas and Drew Gray, his brother plays for Arkansas. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, his brother plays for Ar- Arkansas, and he he probably knows Christian Franklin pretty well, and they may be playing on the same team next year for in the Cubs minor league system. So, but what's, four, what's four out of ten left-handed pitching? Yeah, forty percent of the first, you know, of your top ten are left-handed pitchers that throw between eighty-eight and ninety-two mile per hour fastballs. The like thing they I love are, the they're most, all three Kyle Hendricks. The thing I love the most, though, is that the number one pick was Jordan Wicks, and we already have a Rowan Wick and a Brad Week. So I know, is- like, <laughs> it's so weird how, and and maybe this is with every team, and I just don't follow every team, but like for a long time there, the Cubs had like three or four guys in their system with the initials AA. Albert Almora. Uh, a, a role. There's Mendy Alcantara. Alcantara. Yeah. Um, Adbert Alzali. Yeah. Like all these guys. And you're just like, what the fuck is with this? And now we've got all these wicks. Humans wicks, look wicks, for wicks. patterns. Humans look for patterns that don't exist. And that's right. been proven in, in scientific study after scientific study, which is why, by the way, conspiracy theories have run amok. Amongst the people. <laughs> but I won't get into that now because it's not no the offseason. No conspiracy just here, but... All right. Danny, why don't Pick you tell one. us about Jordan Wick? No, it's not me. It, who's doing yeah. number one? I've got I've got Jordan Wicks. He's 23 years old, uh, and he was considered the top college left-hander in the draft out of Kansas State. Oh, I've got a picture of him, too. And I can't get to it because my thing is over. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll find it. I'll, I'll I got gotcha. you. Right. Um, Wick, here, here he is. Yeah, there he is. Big what dude in, in the purple pinstripes. Yeah. Wearing glasses, you will notice uh, we've got a new goggles on our hands. Like, and he, and he wears the glasses. When I first saw him, it was all like the interviews. He was wearing glasses. But then, you know, seeing him pitch and he's wearing the glasses is always kind of interesting. Uh, he, know, looks, but- he, 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 he looks like a nerd. He, uh, he's got a uh, kind of a Harry Carey vibe about him. And when he got drafted, did you, did, you watched it, right? Did you watch the draft at all? And what he no. said, it was, it was very intense guy. Like he reminded me of the wild thing, Charlie Sheen, you know, just kind of like, I'm here. I'm wearing glasses. I'm, 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 I pitch with my left hand. I'm ready to go. Like, he, like I feel like <laughs> you could put him out there now and it might go out, a, a go. Okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He, he, I did see a little bit of that. He, he, yeah, he looked he's, a little insane. I'm just he saying. Seems like a, a guy that I don't want to hang out with. There's an X factor. <laughs> no, he's got a Bible verse in his Twitter uh, <laughs> bio. You don't. We we wouldn't get along. But I will say that uh, somebody commented on the Ranchers page about how he's an anti-vaxer, and and then oh, they're like, geez. he is, and then they're like, oh, I just extrapolated that out from his other bullshit. But like. Right. His, uh, but honestly, like the guy, he seems like he's got an X factor to him that, you know, which is something you can't put your finger on by definition that will either lead to something crazy happening. Something well, is gonna, crazy is going to happen with this guy. Let's hope it's and he's an a lefty. X, 
yeah, let's hope it's the X factor in which he he's just the best like bulldog sort of pitcher that we could get because he only throws he throws a low ninety fastball, but he has a really high spin rate, which I guess helps the low ninety fastball. It doesn't drop off as quickly or whatever. Um, but he has the best changeup in the draft, which is probably why he's able to be the best left-handed pitcher in the draft because you're, if you're throwing low nineties, you're not going to be the best of any pitcher, right? Until you throw in that uh, changeup that is destroying people. Um, he also has a polished slider and a curveball to round out the four pitches. He's a starter, right? That's, Hopefully, everybody wants him to come up and be a starter. Uh, because he's 23, he's pitched in college, uh, he could move quickly through the minors, you know, especially since his stuff does seem to be a bit more polished than other, you know, than some of the other guys that we're going to hear about. Um, but I saw somebody fucking say that he might be up at 22. If he if you see him at twenty two, that's going to be a September call up, and he's going to pitch one inning like Braylon Marquez did fucking back in the day. Like that's going to be it. Um, you know, possibly competing for a spot in twenty three if he makes it to uh, spring training that year. But more than likely, spring training invite. You know, guy going to. I I would say double a for by 23 you know like get him some work up there uh because that's where your best hitters are right carly isn't that like your best hitters and best pitchers are in actually in double a so i'm really more expecting him by 23 in double a and then possibly possibly getting a chance to come up i don't know what'd you think of the move carly about the pick yeah solid pick yeah no problem with the pick at all yeah, left lefty starter. Like you got to dig that. I mean, it, I saw the only complaint I saw was that it was not because people were really like, "Oh, he's the next coming of John Lester," and, and everybody's like, "All right, don't get ahead of your skis here, bro." Right. Uh, but at the same time, it, I appreciate the hope. That's very nice to to witness. I I think it's because somebody knows that he was actually diagnosed with cancer, and we won't see him for another five years. <laughs> oh God! Now we're that team. <laughs> so. No, but uh, but I'm uh, but I. The only complaint I saw was that it was not one of those, and I want to discuss this on a future show because I don't think I even understand the concept that well of the high upside versus a safe pick. That is a like a risky pick with a high upside, low floor. Like I want to discuss what all those concepts mean: low floor, high ceiling, a high risk, low risk. Like this guy has a high floor. Yeah, That's high floor. High yeah. floor. High, he's got a high floor. So which, in other means, words, which means you're going to bust your shins on that motherfucker every time you step in. <laughs> yeah, you're like, damn it, I didn't know there was a step there. Damn it. <laughs> so, all right. Draft pick number two. Crawl, you got this guy. James yeah. Triantos, huh? 56 pick in the draft, as we talked about earlier. Announces a third base, but is primarily played shortstop. He's 6-0 with a 180-pound frame from McLean, Virginia. He attends St. John's College. He's got an athletic build. And and the one thing that we're going to really kind of talk about with a lot of these uh, draft picks is he's a guy that really puts the bat on the ball. He's a left-handed hitter, 
and uh, the bat stays in the barrel stays inside the zone well. He shows gap power. He's not a big power hitter. But again, you know, we talked about the three true outcomes and that kind of stuff. You're going to see a lot of these draft picks are guys that make contact with the ball, which is what I think that they are looking for. Well, now, and that's that's good news, right? Because we've got way too many of the launch angle, high power guys. We need to differentiate the lineup here and. This dude seems to fit that bill. Now, he also is a kid that looks younger than my son. Yeah, look at that Oh, kid. my God. Is that him right now? Yeah. That, that is him right oh, now. He, he, looks like, he looks like the bully from Christmas Story, which, by the way, was not even – it was released many years before this boy was born. And I say boy because he's a boy. I don't know oh if his God. voice is cracked yet. I'm not Are sure. Are you sure that's not his fucking Little League team? No, that's, that's him like dude. last year. No, that's him. Yeah, I saw Oh, him. yeah, because he's a high schooler. He's 18. I fucking forgot, but still, my goodness, he is young looking. My and son is just turned 16. He looks bigger than this kid. Yeah, he does. Right. And so uh, with Triantos, uh, this is some important news. Uh, after being drafted, he said, I plan on signing. So he was – I forget where he he committed to play – but he is um, going Arkansas, to or oh he com- he committed to North Carolina. We were talking about this uh in the green room, Crawley. And right, so. uh, but he had committed to North Carolina, which we talked about players will do that to kind of, you know Hedge your push, Yeah, push the signing a little bit, or if you don't get picked high enough. I mean, second round's pretty pretty good fucking slot. Yeah. It's not we should look up or or ask uh, Greg Huss about the the slot numbers because I don't think this is a million dollars. Oh, and the slot money—it's also yeah. complicated. If if, if I knew how to do all that stuff, I would actually work in the front office and be the guy that decided how all this happened. Instead, we just talk about what people do it later. Right. The- uh, in addition, Triantos also worked out for the Baltimore Orioles, Texas Rangers, and Boston Red Sox. And uh, his name means three ants. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that all you got about him? That's it. All right. Um, so uh, I'm next. I got Drew Gray. Okay. So this is another le- one of the lefty pitchers, also a high schooler. And we're in the third round now. So The, the uh, only high school pitcher in the top ten. Yeah, all the yeah. all the other guys were college guys, and I don't really know what happens from here with this guy. But uh, what what's interesting about him is they did have him in Baseball America had him the highest at one twenty nine, most uh, top of the top players. Most people were over two hundred, but the St. Louis Post Dispatch did a huge story on this guy Drew Gray because. He is a Cardinals fan, and there he is. Oh like, God! Age eleven, Bush Stadium at a sold-out Bush. As you can still, see, still, still looks older than still looks older than Triantos. <laughs> he does. Nobody's boy. No, God, how old are we now? <laughs> um, so anyway, I'll tell you about his pitching first. He's got a low nineties fastball because like, apparently that's going to be the new black. 
Um, but it it does touch ninety four. That's the worst show on Netflix. Low nineties fastball is the new is the black. New black. He's got he's got it, but he mixes in the other pitches, and that's what it's all about, right? The he's got the slider, he's got a curve, and he's developing a changeup. It's the same story over and over and over again. That you know, I mean, all the lefties have the same story, except this guy's got a great. Story that they could tell on Marquee while the Cubs lose a hundred games. Yes, and and that is this: his his mom Lori, her uncle is Rich Hacker, who played Major League Baseball, and which was is late- which is one of those great baseball card names that yeah. we do on the off season shows. Yeah, Rich Hacker. <laughs> so, um, but he he was the Cardinals uh, first. He played for uh, Major League Baseball. I don't know for who, but he was late. He, later, he was the Cardinals' first base coach for five seasons, in, wow. in nineteen eight, including in nineteen eighty seven when the Cardinals won the World Series. And you which know I what? Will you remind all Cubs fans of painfully. You can you can one hundred percent forgive anyone for being a Cardinals fan if their if their uncle or whoever the fuck it was was literally no. in the organization. No, but like, Drew Gray actually lives there. Drew Gray, there he is with his sister. That's him and his sister. Corey Furlong says, uh, Dick Hacker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and But it gets actually more interesting from this point. Uh, so they, there's Rich Hacker, but Rich Hacker's uncle, like nobody, it's not a father's son. It's like this is passed down through the uncle in this through family. Through the uncle. It all comes through the uncle, the baseball prowess. So uh, Warren Hacker pitched for the Cubs from 1948 to 1956, appearing in 220 games. And so 65 years later, Warren Warren Hacker, who pitched for the Cubs, great-great-nephew, could uh, be on the mound in uh, Cubby Blue. At Wrigley Field. So you know that Marquee Network will beat this to death with a stick. And uh, that's all I got on our man, uh, Drew Gray. I'm going to say it right now. If Drew Gray makes it to the Cubs at any point, he goes out there to pitch for them. I will buy a throwback Warren Hacker 1956 jersey. Yeah, do we? We had, did they? Did they even have numbers back then, or were they <laughs> they using Roman numerals on the back of their jerseys? I don't even. So, all right. Oh, I have one more thing on Drew Gray. This is actually from the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Uh, they did a big article because he's a is a he's from Belleville, Illinois, and uh, so so uh, this is this is from Drew. Oh, himself. he's from Belleville, Illinois, too. So. That'll be from the Chicagoland area yeah. on the Marquee Network. <laughs> Not really. He's a Cardinals fan. So it's definitely Cardinal country. So uh, Drew Gray said, so I'm in my room right now, Drew Gray said by phone with the post-dispatch while calling from his parents' home because he's in high school. And he said, and I'd say my whole desk area is just pretty much Cardinal stuff. And then I have this Cardinals flag hanging next to my window. But whatever team wants me, that's who I want to play for. So that's the situation here. I'm completely happy to be a Cub. It's a dream come true. It is kind of ironic because most of the texts I've been getting from friends and family are like, I never thought I'd have to wear a Cubs jersey. Or the only reason I'm going to root for the Cubs is because of you, which means 
More Cubs fans, and Drew Gray is now my favorite draft pick because we're turning Cardinal fans into Cubs fans through this man, Drew Gray. And thank you. Welcome to the Cubs, Drew. That's all I had. Now that's all I have on Drew Gray. Who's got the next guy? Hold on. One one more thing about Drew Gray, and we talked about this a little bit on the Green Room. Tuesdays at 6. Go. Be there. Listen to us. Talk to us. Um. So he's from high school, but he went to IMG Academy. So this is a fake high school. I went to OMG Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, IMG is a fake high school. It's where Anna Kornikova went to school. It's where rich people send their children to school when they can't do fucking like real work and they do baseball instead. They do sports. So they go there and like Crawley and I were like his entire, uh, you know, math curriculum was adding 94 times, you know, <laughs> you know, 66 point, 66.5 feet from the plate, throw the ball at 90 miles, you know, like all yeah. that, that was his whole fucking curriculum. Hey guys, um, just real quick, before we get moving, the Cubs just tweeted out that uh, they have signed nine of their top 10 draft picks. The only one that did not sign yet was the one that, said he would sign James Triantos. Oh. Which, <laughs> which Gray, Franklin, Spence, Martin, Chavers, Opitz, uh, Watkins, and uh, the guy with two first names, Peter Matt from Duke, all have signed. All right. Hilarious. Well, good. Um, I mean, I guess I guess people, uh, guess the kids still want to play. They still want yeah. money for playing baseball. That's that's good to hear that they I haven't all gone sure. into uh, – Well, to, uh, half, the half of them are – most of them are out of college. Like they don't have any any other fucking place to go. I anyway. thought Triantos wanted some Pokemon card money to. <laughs> I'm disappointed he hasn't signed yet. How is he going to be able to buy a new big wheel, a new ten speed bike? He can't <laughs> sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it, it, maybe send him a tweet real quick. Let him know that I know the Pokemon theme song singer. Maybe that will, like, tip the scales, be like, Ooh. hey, I could maybe arrange a little bit of a, a private concert from my man, Jason Page. Um, there well, you go. Uh, all right, so who's got okay. uh, Christian Franklin? we got to rock through this. This I have game that. starts in, uh, in a half hour. We're never going to get to the preview, although who cares about the Diamondbacks? Like, <laughs> seriously. Pick- Pick 123 in the fourth round is Christian Franklin. This might be the guy Crawley's been waiting for. Crawley is already on the pre-order. He's looking at the jerseys. He's excited because he's a right-handed center fielder. Uh, A true center fielder from the University of Arkansas. He's only 21. You know, but the, the Cubs got this guy really for a steal, about 75 slots lower than what he was rated. Like, he he's ranked as the 52nd best player in the draft. So getting him at, at uh, 123, like having him drop to them there, that's a great steal. Um, he hit 274, 420, 544. Oh, you know what? Hold on. God damn, this thing keeps getting in my way. But I have pictures. For uh, everybody to look at. As soon as I find it. uh, Sorry, everybody. Especially sorry to the uh, 
to the podcast listeners. Okay, so here's here's uh, Christian Franklin uh, swinging a bat for the Arkansas Razorbacks. They call them the Diamond Hogs, by the way. They call their team the Diamond Hogs, which is interesting. But here's his stats in three seasons with Arkansas. Uh, his batting average over those seasons was 288, OBP 402, slugging 499 for a 901 OPS. That's pretty good over three seasons. Obviously, yeah. 2020 was a, a very short season, but he played uh, 64 and 61 games in the other two seasons, over 200 at-bats. Uh, you know, uh, he is also a high walk, high strikeout guy, right? So that's the problem. We talked about it earlier, you know, and I called him a Theo Jed special because he's got power. He has, he does hit home runs and, uh, you know, unfortunately he strikes out a lot, but because he walks a lot, he's three, three true outcomes for sure. We just hope that he doesn't end up a defense first guy. You know, and, and let's kind of clarify something. There's nothing wrong with a three true outcome guy. The problem is, is when you have eight of them in your lineup. That's when the problem comes. When you have no diversity in the lineup, that's the issue more than just being a three true outcome guy is that if you are that three true outcome guy, pitcher doesn't have to make any adaptations. Do you get what I'm saying? You have pretty right. much the same game plan for everybody. And then if, if nobody's getting on – then the pitcher can, you know, never has to go to, you know, pitch out of the stretch, never has to worry about anyone being on base. We say solo home runs. They're, they're not great, but it's not a big deal if you give up one or two solo home runs. Greg Maddox did it all the time. You know what I mean? Don't give up the two, three run, the crooked numbers. That's what you want to do. But you just don't want an eight, like, like I said, seven or eight of your, like, you know, guys like last year even, or even for a lot of this year for the first month was just all hackers. You can't have eight hackers. It's just not going to work. Yeah, no, it, I, yeah, I t- and I totally agree. So he could he could fit in here. And honestly, again, I'm going to say this again so people don't get too excited. He hit 288 over his college career. He hit 274 this season. But that is a different situation. There's a different level of pitcher. There are different bats. The bats make balls get fair. Right, like or go home runs better than wood bats do. Wood bats are a much more pure part of the game, and he will have to get used to that. We just hope he does, right? Because apparently, he seems to have a pretty good eye because he takes a lot of walks. So if he can somehow figure that out, then, like I said, he might be the center fielder that Crawley has been looking for his whole life. Now, speaking of a guy who walks a lot, the next pick from the fifth pick the Cubs made was Liam Spence, Australian. So our our good friend Dallas can maybe give us a scouting report. Uh, Spence joined Tennessee in 2021 as a junior college transfer and played a Dallas is going to be like on Spence's block fucking with like a a sign and, you know. Welcome to the Cubs. (laughs) <laughs> and so he played a prominent prominent role in the Volunteers' run to the College World Series, slashing 336, 472, 459. He has good plate discipline, which is his most appealing attribute other than good hair. He led the nation in walks with 54 in his lone season of Division One ball. Uh, but he doesn't have a lot of power, and, and he's a shortstop. So, again, obviously 
uh, something that you're going to worry about. But he's he's a you know there are a lot of shortstops. It used to be shortstop was never a power position. Now it is obviously with you know guys like Tatis and Javi and stuff Fucking, like that. Uh, isn't every position a power position? Isn't that what Theo right. Epstein brought into the league that everybody hits the ball out? But he is a good fielder with an incredible contact bat. So that's kind of what we were just talking about. Um, and here's the thing that I like about him is that, like, I keep thinking about Liam, right? And, and when you take a look at Liam, he looks like, like he's in college, and so which he is. But I just keep thinking of, like, Liam and James Triantos in the same locker room. Like, here, here's, here's right here Liam Spence. Like, look at that hair. He, look, he, kinda, he, he looks like Eckersley's son. Right. Yeah, he it, really does have a stash. He's got a better stash than Jock Peterson was ever able to grow. Can oh, my God. This, can you imagine this guy being in the same locker room as this guy? Like, this guy doesn't take off his towel, Triantos. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when you're in middle school and you just go with that guy that's developed way quicker than you did. Just like, holy shit. Okay, well, I'll just wait until he leaves to take the I'll, – I'll put my I'll put my underwear on under my towel. <laughs> why, why, why are you wearing swim trucks? I'm one of those never nudes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess it's my turn well, to go with the last guy. Hold on, um, hold on. The last thing is with that one. So Liam Spence is the shortstop. Danny, you were or uh, you were talking about Triantos. But Danny, you said it was surprising that Triantos was listed as a third baseman, right? Well, the, thing, guys- about, the thing about Triantos is he was actually a, a pitcher as well. A very a pretty pretty good pitcher, so maybe you know the next Shohei Otani. No, just kidding. He's not Otani, obviously, but but he has that ability. So what the belief is is that it'll be a lot easier for him to go to third. He'll have no problem uh, making that throw across the diamond. No, what I was thinking is that Liam Spencer and fucking Triantos are going to be in the same room first day, and you know Spence is going to walk up and go, yeah. That's why I'm the shortstop. Get over there, little boy. Yeah. Get over, over to third base. Yeah. Because, take, your, take your Pokemon cards off my bunk. <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, they, he looks so different, and they were the technically the same position, but the decision was made early on. Uh, Dennis, Eckerly, Dennis Eckersley's son is going to be our shortstop. So the sixth pick, and this is the last one we're going to do right now, is Riley Martin, another lefty pitcher. So I had two of them, and basically he looks like Josh Hader, and uh, with the that like raggedy Andy hair, except uh, for it's not blonde. Yeah, like well, Josh Hader is from California, right? I have no idea. He's like the California boy, surfer boy, and then you get this guy with the long hair, and he's like, you know. He's like, I'm from Minnesota. I never he's, see the sun. He, no, he's he's got red highlights. Um, Ice fishing. So I'm gonna put up his stats here, uh, and the strikeout to walk ratio is insane with this lefty pitcher. Uh, this last year, <laughs> no, guy serious sees one picture of the guy pitching. Says he looks off balance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's my first TFC of the night. Is Guy serious seeing one picture picture of the guy and and you know just totally give it a? Well, I yeah. think he is off balance because, <laughs> well, but he's not the only one. The hitters are off balance. He struck out 152 in 78 innings pitched this year. 
Like that is ridiculous. Like I, yeah. I, I don't care who you are. That is the most ridiculous number I've ever seen in my life. And well, and they play so few, so 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 many fewer games. And as I've already said about the hitters, it's easier for these guys to hit. And when they do hit, they get better contact, right? Like they, you know. So if that dude's fucking striking people out that much. Holy crap. I mean, he did walk 34 in 78 innings, so that's, like, not great. His ERA Probably was... because he's striking out 152. It's like, when you can do that, you don't give a shit about the guys you walk. Well, that's true, but he ends up with an ERA of 355 on the year. It's, it's held pretty steady throughout his college career, uh, which went from uh, 2017 through 2021 a career ERA of 385. So, you know, something's happening to him out there. He's giving up hits. Uh, well, uh, again, it's, I mean, college, you're going to have a slightly yeah, elevated I mean, ERA. We don't know what, th- with all these guys, we don't know what we're looking at. But Danny, what can you tell me, what can you tell me about his spin rate? Because that's what I'm super interested in. Well, there's not actually <laughs> that much information on Riley Martin because he's from Quincy, Illinois which is kind of not a baseball school. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like on the Mississippi, just south of Keokuk, Iowa. Yeah. In Illinois. It's, no, it's, nobody really cares about Quincy as a baseball school. This guy, very, very highly rated, but he's not facing the best competition. So, all right, guys, we're, we, running, we got, we're running up against the, the opening pitch, so we might want to look at the Diamondbacks. No, I, I totally agree. Well, that was the end of my Riley Martin because there's not much a, a, on him because it's the – of course he signed because the, he's in his moment right now. He just struck out 78 batters in 32 innings, and he's feeling himself, and he's like, yes, I will sign with your team. But, yeah, let's get into Diamondbacks. Well, uh, he, th- he's also had five years of college. I don't know there's anywhere else for him to go. Well, I mean, I I kind of think that the COVID <laughs> year thing made a difference well, there, true. you know, like, but um, Diamondbacks, let's talk about what's going to happen in 20 minutes. D-bags. They are terrible. They're worse. They're the worst team. Are they worse than the Pirates? I think they are worse well, than the Pirates. Yeah, they're worse than yeah. the Pirates. Yeah, absolutely. Pirates yeah, are nowhere near this bad. Well, they're, good because the Pirates actually beat the Cubs. The, and they're bad at home and on the road. They're yeah. just equally shitty all over the place. No, they're worse on at you're they're worse. They're fifteen and twenty eight at home, which is terrible. No, but, I'm saying but that's what I'm saying. They're they're terrible in both places. Like where it, it doesn't matter where you face them, they're bad. They yeah, haven't that's even what won, I'm trying to say. Thank you. They haven't that. even won ten games on the road yet. <laughs> so they are twenty two and sixty six overall. They're in fifth place. They're behind the Rockies. They can't even beat the Rockies, which is also a shitty team. They're playing, and they're so shitty. They're playing six games behind their Pythag. Wow. You know, like yeah, that's they, some serious fucking bad luck when you're when yeah they got bad luck and they're a bad team, but they were four and six in July. Which is pretty good for them so far. <laughs> I mean, it is. They're only two games under 500. Considering that they They're went. They 400 ball in July is what you're saying. Yeah. And They're they on went, a roll. Dude, they went 3-24 and 24 in June. 3-24. 3-24. <laughs> and 24. 
They lost 17 straight games. I mean, this is how bad this, I'm just I'm just saying right. this so that so you guys don't feel worse when we lose. All of Cubs fans out there are 11 game hell add a week to it. Add a week. Um, and I looked it up because I was like, 17 straight, that's got to be up there. With but, but uh, let's, losing let's, streaks. Let's, let's kind of go back there real quick. As bad as that was for us, here's the problem. We were in first goddamn place. <laughs> true, true. I mean, that's never, I mean, that's never sniffed those yeah, yeah, they didn't even. When, <laughs> when a last place team loses 17 straight, everybody's like, meh. But yeah, when the first place team does it, it's a fucking story. Now, as far as modern era <laughs> records of losing streaks go, the Phillies lost 23 in 1961. That was the worst. I mean, there's some Cleveland-inspired spiders and Boston bean eaters and shit like that, but like I don't count that shit. Um, they went, but here's the weird thing about the, the fucking Diamondbacks. You say they didn't sniff first place? Dude, they were 14 and 12 in April. Mm-hmm. 14 and 12. They had over 500. They were over 500 in April, which the Cubs were not, I might add. So, um, and they lost two or three from the Dodgers right before the All Star break. The one win they had in that series was the only win they have against the Dodgers in nine games. Offensively, they're terrible. They're 27th in hitting. The Cubs aren't great. They're 18th. The Diamondbacks are second to last in home runs. Uh, Diamondbacks actually walk a little bit more than the Cubs do. Both teams are average. The Cubs strike out more than the Diamondbacks do, which it should be a surprise to nobody that watches the Cubs. And uh, the, the Diamondbacks, even for a shitty, terrible team, they don't even run. They don't even have fast guys. Second to last in solar bases. And uh, the Diamondbacks, now you're going to hate this. They've scored three more runs than the Cubs. Also not surprising to anybody. Yeah, they're a terrible team, but they've scored more (laughs) runs than the Cubs. That's all I'm telling you. That's that's the 2021 uh, season in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, Don't be surprised when we lose three to two tonight. Um, so oh their their pitching is terrible though, and so have hope. They have the 29th ERA in the major leagues at 5.40. The Cubs have a 4.13 ERA, which ain't great. It's average. Um, the they have the worst bullpen in the major leagues at 5.41. The Cubs have a 3.40. The the Diamondbacks have given up the most homers out of their bullpen. Cubs are average in that category. The Cubs have given up the second most walks in the major leagues. The Diamondbacks are average. The Cubs have the most strikeouts still out of their bullpen. The Diamondbacks, they can't strike out anybody out of their bullpen. Fifth fewest. Their bullpen is terrible. That's what I'm trying to tell everybody. Bull penis terrible. Yes, their bull penis terrible. And uh, defensively, they're not good either. Uh, They've got the fifth most errors. The Cubs are, by the way, they are, have uh, fewer than average errors, so they've, they've been doing good in that category. The Cubs have turned an average amount of double plays. The Diamondbacks do not. They have the fourth fewest amount of double plays. The DER, the defensive efficiency ratio, is Cubs 708 to 677. 
But six seventy seven. That's a big jump. Yeah, it's bad. They're yeah. one of the worst teams. And uh, although uh, here's one thing that I, I'm going to kind of get into on some other show. Wilson Contreras's caught stealing rate is only eighteen percent. Not That's, having a good year. Yeah, he's not having a good year. And uh, how much do you want to blame the pitcher? I don't know. A lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah a lot. I was. I was. I was going to say the the pitchers that he has to deal with go to the plate somewhat slow, and the team balls, the balls that they throw get there a little bit slower as well. I'm thinking about the Bugs Bunny GIF where the ball spins like seven times before it gets to the batter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the dude's just running to third. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. But they actually have a pretty decent caught stealing percentage, uh, 28%. Um, so I'll put up their offense here just real quick. Here's the guys you're going to be seeing tonight. Um, Eduardo Escobar, who was an <clears throat> quote-unquote all-star, Took the most at uh, at bats of any Diamondback this year, and he's got a 785 OPS. He's their best hitter, guys. Um, he's got 20 dongs on the season. Escobar does. Meet. He also play, plays in Arizona. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, dong, mean, that's a dong loving paradise. Uh, Crawley, do you know what Escobar means in uh, Spanish? The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sunranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, won't you join us there? Uh, you can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store and uh you know we kind of get together we have a conversation about something cubs related or baseball related or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist matt camper you never know what's going to happen over there on tuesdays at 6 p.m at the spotify green room app here's what you do uh you download it and um then you follow Sunranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W, and you link your Twitter in there, and uh, you know, pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me. Um, it's totally participatory. Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app, and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. It means black cherry. It means sweep. <laughs> es, es, Escobar. Es, es. So, uh, anyway, that's the only guy we got to watch out for. Uh, they've got a guy named Pavin Smith, who nobody's ever heard of. Uh, he's taking the second most of David Peralta, Josh Rojas. Like, this is really uh, Nick Ahmed, who I know you like, Michael Cotton. As Drew Ball Cabrera, like this is a who's who. Of who's <laughs> Wait, why, why do I like Nick Ahmed? Remember, you said he was the like, I forget. You said some. You had some joke about him. Oh, that's possible. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking Josh Van Meter, uh, the backup second baseman. That's the guy that's going to ki- kill the Cubs this week with his six ten OPS. Yeah, nobody yep. is on this team. It's not a good team. This team's terrible. Yeah, they've got everybody you've never heard of. Um, and let's take a look at their bullpen here. Uh, you might remember Caleb Smith. Yeah. He was a Cub. Uh, 30 innings pitched. Uh, this terrible bullpen. 
they got Riley Smith, Caleb Smith. I think these are guys are all in witness protection. They're all named Smith. Look, honestly, look up <laughs> right, the- and, and they do send witness protection to Arizona. All right, um, their bull penis terrible. We got it. Yeah, Riley. All right, all right. Have you heard of any of these people? Yes or no? Riley Smith. No. No. Alex Young. Nope. No. Taylor Clark. I'm. Taylor I went to. Smith. I went to high school with her. Yes. <laughs> Kayla Smith, Smith, we already talked about. Uh, Kevin Kevin Ginkle. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Peacock. Great great television network. I subscribe. Um, Matt Peacock, I've heard of, but he's bad. Joaquin Soria. I've heard of him. He's been around a long time. Stefan Crickdon. Heard of him? That's Crichton. That's Michael Crichton's illegitimate love child. Okay. Yeah. No. Joe. What does it say? Multiply. 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 There's multiple <laughs> yeah. uh, Joes. Ryan Buckter. I've heard of Joe Bukaki. Bukuskas. Oh, we just got Sun Ranto after dark right there. Yeah. I'm, 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 I. All I'm trying to tell you is you've never heard of anybody you're about to see <laughs> in this Cubs in this Cubs uh, Diamondback series. You've never heard of anybody, and anybody you've heard of is hurt. Check this out. Well, Madison Bumgarner comes out today. He's starting tonight in ten minutes. But uh, maybe you've heard of uh, Taylor Clark. Probably not. Zach Gallen. You might have heard of Carson Kelly. Kettle Marte was day to day, and Asdrubal Cabrera, who you've also heard of. Uh, is is not playing tonight. Talk to me about this scavenger hunt, man. All right, so I'm bringing it back. The scavenger hunt's coming back. We're bringing sexy back with the Kimbrel scavenger back. Yep. Yeah. So I've got this Craig Kimbrel <laughs> go grow a beard, and it's now going to get given away. Okay. And here's how: because the Sun Ranto scavenger hunt is coming back, and here's what you got to do between now and the. Uh, the game on Monday, which is who do we play Monday? Oh, the Cardinals. Cardinals. So between now and the game on Monday, all you have to do is use your Twitter handle, like you know, with a fake Twitter picture and change your name on there and pretend you're John Heyman or Ken Rosenthal or something, and tweet out some ridiculous Cubs trade news that nobody would ever believe except an idiot. And uh then you will be entered to win this Craig Kimbrell Grow a Beard Chia Pet. Remember, it has to be all caps breaking. Breaking, yeah, that's I like it. Exclamation sources say sources, yeah, just sources oh, yeah. say just to give you cover. But yeah, definitely make sure you you tag uh, at Sunranto or at Crawley's Cubs or at Cub X Three, all of us, just so that we know that you're doing it. Yeah. And then you will be entered to win this Craig Kimbrell grow a beard. Uh, well, weather, it doesn't matter. They have a dome, but it's hot. 104 degrees out there. 104, then 102, then 105, a low of 88. Their lows are our highs. Yeah, their lows are my death. Uh, that That's <laughs> terrible. And. Uh, oh, but Danny, I heard it's a it's a very dry heat, and it's very good on your bones. It 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 hurts my soul. 
to be that hot. <laughs> Kyle Hendricks. Corey Furlong, dry heat. He hit it too. Kyle <laughs> Hendricks has been great recently. He was bad in April. He's been good recently. Last time he went out there, he went out there against St. Louis. He got into the seventh. He gave up seven hits. Uh, two runs, one walk, only one strikeout, but he was getting oh, the out. Oh, hold on real quick here, Danny. I don't know where you pulled this stat sheet from. Where do you pull it from? Baseball reference. God, I don't know. I'm not finding this on Facebook. But look at Kyle Hendricks. He had 101 pitches in that game against San Francisco, and then 87, 92, 93, 90, 93, 93. How many pitches do you think he's going to throw in this game? I'm going to go with fucking 93. I'm, I'm going to say 95. Oh, my God. He is not pitched. He's pitched over 95 pitches two times this season, and that was 105 pitches in Detroit where he went eight full innings, and then the 6.1 in San Francisco. He went over 100 both those times. Outside of that, David Ross – fucking pulls his ass as soon as he can once he hits that 90 pitch. It's ridiculous. So here's the Diamondbacks versus Kyle tonight. Um, The only thing I've got to say about it is that nobody has ever homered off of Kyle Hendricks who plays on the Diamondbacks. And they've got a batting average of 193, an OPS of 510. This is, they're terrible against Kyle Hendricks. Um, the only one that does well was their all-star, Eduardo Escobar. Um, but that was it. Uh, Matt Lefty, Madison Bumgarner, is going up there for the D-bags, and he's been absolutely dog shit. On June 2nd, he got hurt, and then he came back uh, tonight. And he went last time he went out there, it uh, was against the Mets. He gave up five runs on eight hits in two innings pitched. Um, and then, um, here's the Cubs numbers versus Matt Madison Bumgarner. This is obviously a lot of old shit. Anthony Rizzo's seen him a bunch, does terribly. Bats 167. The Cubs don't do well at all. The only guy that has a home run that's still on the team is Jason Hayward. So we'll see how that goes. Bat him clean up. Bat him clean up. My, that, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to see that by the end of the year. And then, so that's tonight. Post game, there there will be fireworks, which I don't know how that works in a dome, but I did see that on their sh- on their game notes. Actually, uh, that's the only way you can do fireworks in Arizona well, is in a dome do because just, otherwise you burn the fucking state down. Right? They just don't shoot them like high like you would think, but they do it at a Miller Park all the time. They shoot fireworks inside. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Um, Adbert Alzale is going out there in game two. He's four and nine with a four sixty six. Uh, and he's going up against Toots Bang Dickless, otherwise known as TBD. This game's at 310. Uh, the Diamondbacks have n- really never seen Adbert Alzale. I mean, r- literally, they've never seen him. And here's yeah, Adbert's numbers. Uh, he gave up four runs to the Phillies last time he went out there, five innings, uh, two home runs. He's going to have a lot of home runs. Uh, that's what I'm looking for is that, Adbert stops giving up lots of home runs in a in a baseball game. That would be helpful. At least he hasn't got rocked. The most he's given up was two. Um, I'd like to see him kind of take a step forward. It seems like he's hit a uh, plateau 
of it's sorts. Gonna, it's going to be tough for him to take a step forward in Arizona, though, because they also have a humidor. They also have, like, the weird air there. It's not as high as Colorado, but it is twice as dry. It's, hey, it's hey, kind of a weird place. Here's the thing. Corey's already on it because he has breaking, and I was like, what the hell? What happened? <laughs> Sources, Kyle Hendricks pulled after 86 pitches and hugs teammates on the way out. See, <laughs> all you got to do is do the breaking in caps and everybody freaks out. Oh, my God. I, I do hope that every pitcher that comes off of the field just hugs people. <laughs> I know, just, just to fuck with people. So, uh, as I said, the, the Diamondbacks have not announced uh, their starter. For game two, Zach Zotch Davies, five and six with a 437 in game three on Sunday, uh, going up against Troy Bartholomew Davies. Isn't that weird? Brothers pitching against each other. Just kidding. It's TBD. Troy Bartholomew Davies was made up by me. And it's Native American Recognition Day, which basically means they will recognize different tribes from the area on that day. Um, Davies is from. They just won't let him into the ballpark. They're not going to let him in. No, they're they're, they're, they're going to recognize that they're outside. Uh, Davies is actually from the area, Gilbert, Arizona. Probably went to a lot of Diamondbacks games going growing up. So make sure you turn tune into Marquee Network where you will uh, hear that ad nauseum for three hours straight. Gilbert, so, Ari- is- Gilbert, Arizona, isn't that where? Uh- no, no, it wasn't a Gilbert. It was Chandler. That's where my Brandon prediction. Davis from. My prediction: Zach Davies will be the next Cub traded. That is my prediction. Heard it here before Sunday. I think that within a week, week and a half, it'll be Zach Davies will be gone. Well, so not- what Crawley is saying is, at the end of the season, the core is going to be standing there, still in Cubs uniform, going, "Wait, what the fuck happened? Everybody else left." I think Zach, there's a lot of teams, Padres, Mariners, a lot of teams. <laughs> Padres. No, you're, it's, it's, it's ironic, and you say, hey, can you throw in you Darvish, but a lot of, they are really banged up. And so Zach was very successful in San Diego, but I could see him going to San Diego. I could see him going to uh, Seattle. I can see Zach really, again, there's a lot. This, this, what you're seeing in the second half is this is all about depth right now. And teams are going to, the teams that are going for it are going to need pitching depth. So keep that in mind. I, I see that with Zach. I see him being gone very quickly. You guys, the game is almost on. We're okay. going to miss the beginning of the, the first inning of, of, of this incredible. I'm, ball I'm honestly game. having more fun here. All right. Let's fucking move. I, I think you might. Um, so then you, uh, that's it. We don't know who's pitching. Oh no, we I can tell you what the uh Diamondbacks do against Zach. It's we, not it's it's uh oh no, that's the wrong thing. Uh it's they actually hit him quite well. Uh they're batting two seventy six overall, eighty two plate appearances. As Drubal Cabrera probably won't be there, but he is batting five hundred. Escobar and Christian Walker both have dongs off of him. Um Kettle Marte seems like isn't that a vodka brand? It is. Kettle, it is. kettle vodka. Yeah, and Kettle Marte seems like a great vodka brand. My good friend and friend of the show, Michael Cerami from Bleacher Nation, said Zach Davies is scheduled to pitch on Sunday, which gives him time for three total starts before the trade deadline. That includes two starts against the D-backs, 
which is great news for his trade value if he, if he does well anyway against a shitty uh, offensive team like the Diamondbacks. And one against the Reds right before the deadline, which uh, Michael Cerami says, oof. Do, does he make it to that out? It depends. I mean, the Cubs started the, the ignition. They started the ignition on the trade deadline. They traded Jock Peterson. That was a domino that fell. Not a big domino, but it fell. And yep. so that's where we are now. Yeah. All right. So All that, right. there's uh, the previews. We don't know who's pitching for the Diamondbacks. They've got Okay, numbers. so we got the Better it's Business good. Bureau is at G-Man. Ooh. No, no, I got no. That wrong. The Bleacher Bum Band, a, a different BBB. Oh, July okay. 24th, the Bleacher Bum Band, that's a week from tomorrow, Saturday. We're going to be playing at G-Man Tavern, and you should come. And we're going to raise money for our friend Scott Morrow. Um, this is a guy who I spent actually a lot of the pandemic with playing Jackbox games. And great friend of Bleacher Jeff, he's known him for a long time, and a fellow musician. And I've mentioned it on the show a couple days ago that he got shot. And people are trying to help him, including, I didn't realize it was going out there, 670 the score caught wind of his block club article that happened because he got shot. And he talked about how he wanted to see Justin Fields play quarterback for the Bears before he died. And he thought about that. Oh, my God. We're going to have to keep him alive for like two years. (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll have him on the show at some point because Scott is a great friend of ours, and we spent much of last year together. I actually got to know Scott quite well over the, this past year. Then somebody shot him randomly. They don't even know they shot him. It was a stray bullet, I guess. They might know if they read the news, but people like that don't oftentimes read the news too much. Um, well, and, and anybody. Anybody who is trying to maintain their own sanity doesn't read the news. Yeah, correct. Oh, wait. No yeah, that, but this person was insane, and they were just Probably. shooting guns randomly. So I, I just posted a link in the chat from blockclubchicago.org, and we're going to pass the hat for Scott on uh, at the Bleacher Bum Band show. We'll probably do like a separate fundraiser for him. And in the Block Club article, there is a link to – the GoFundMe set up by Scott's sister. And what you can do is click on that. They are trying to raise $35,000 for him so he can just focus on getting better. He lost a kidney. He lost Which is an absolute indictment of our healthcare system. It's an indictment of everything in our system. $35,000 for this shit. Goddamn. It's an indictment of everything that humanity has to offer in this country right now. But we won't get into that until the off season. But it helps Scott now. Uh, he needs it now. So um, just uh, the, well, the links. Okay. The link in the article. Okay. So here's here's what I'm going to do. We got uh, Hendo pitching tonight. Every single pitch that he goes over. 90, 89, I'll say 89. So if he hits 90 pitches, every single pitch, I will donate $20 to the Block Club Chicago. And No, not I, to the GoFundMe. Or to the GoFundMe. Yeah, the, the, the link to the GoFundMe is in the Block, in the block Club, club. Chicago.org. Okay, article so, well, yeah. whatever. 
Twenty dollars for Scott every single Morrow pitch. Scott Morrow is his name. If you want to look it up, just look yeah, at twenty dollars for every single pitch over eighty nine. Corey Furlong says in the chat that he will match that. So that's awesome, Corey. So we, forty dollars so per pitch. Anybody out there it. listening? Look, and if you're listening to the podcast, just look back and look at how many pitches Kyle Hendricks threw on July sixteenth, and you know that's how much match money us or give made. us a buck, give us five dollars. Look, it sucks that anybody should ever have uh, debilitating medical issues that they can't take care of. Let's try and help people out. Yeah. Absolutely, and even worse when you get shot because, I mean, that's one thing I've never been. Knock on compressed sawdust. <laughs> Literally, the only people who have ever pulled guns on me, cops. Yeah, same here. Same here, but that's... I, I, that, that's I have good. a crazy, crazy... I won't go through my whole bachelor's. Don't don't put the story to the college <laughs> no, up. No, no, we're, we're, we're gonna go... Uh, wait. <laughs> we're about getting we're about there so i i say hey you're always is, like somebody shot my wife at my bachelor yeah. party this I is remember, a late this is a late night game so i married I say, someone else no let's go let's go live on the we don't we never do it let's go live on the sun ranto patreon uh uh page on the uh, oh, super dude. ranters we can okay. go live after the show maybe or do something else and we can uh Tell all the fucking war stories I, I, that we I'll got. Hold the stories. I'll hold, I'll hold yeah. We we have actually we have more things to talk about on this show, but we're gonna try and pinch this thing off quickly because uh people are gonna start watching the game. They are one's drawn at me just to let you know. Yeah. So the, I, I, oh, it, or the chat room on Discord. Oh yeah, why don't we go on there? Well that's just audio only. <laughs> Danny's just like if they can't see if me, they can't see, they can't me, see then my I can't. beautiful looks. And what the hell is this for? <laughs> I'm making faces for the podcast listeners. Um, so All right. the, the the last announcement I have uh, is that we're going to have on Thursday, July 29th, which is now the seventh anniversary of the John Baker game. Woo! John Baker is going to come on, and if you are a Patreon supporter. Then you can um, come on that sh- that show if you would like, and talk to John Baker about that night. We're gonna have him on for a little, have him on for a little bit, about a half hour. We'll have John from at eight o'clock central on. I July. will be coming live from Danny's house. Yeah, and Carly will be there, drunk. He'll be in the back snoring away at that point. Uh, no, uh, be- because this is this is a big announcement. On July 29th, we will be shifting the focus of this podcast from the professional major league level baseball club known as the Chicago Cubs to uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates farm system. Yeah, might as well. (laughs) It's pretty much the same thing (laughs) at this point. So, um, yeah, so July 29th, tune in, John Baker Live, comment, ask questions, We'll find out all about his new life as a swashbuckling. <laughs> we'll ask him if he's, if he's forced to wear a, a, an eye patch. Yeah. So did they give you a cutlass on the first day or so? Um, 
Before we get we into t- just ask him all questions all about, pirates. about pirates. Yeah, I think I think we do. He would love that, by the way. He would be really like, "This is the greatest." Sto- like all, everybody else is asking me about bullshit about like <laughs> sports psychology. Is like these idiots just get out get on me about like you know how many steps, how long is a plank when if you that you have to walk and walk the plank, and how do you step that up? I was like, what we're doing. "Well, I want to know like." Do you have like a, a plank hole that you put the plank through? Like, or is it like you got to set up the plank? Like, do you, you have a about plank that? hole? It's, it's, I mean, how much lube does it require? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, it's not like ships. It's not like ships are built with a plank. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm serious here. I'm not fucking around, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you want to come tune in on July 20th, we'll ask John all the stupid questions about the planks. Um, so I, I've got, uh, real quick, just because I know we're going long and the Cubs are, well, it's the middle of the first. They didn't score in the first. Yeah, like, we're, yeah exactly. nobody cares now. The season's over. Cody do. Jed Hoyer. <laughs> So um, Crawley left though because it's it's much. The rest of the game will take longer than this whole podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> here's the thing I was going to say, and I don't want to jinx it. You said he's going to pitch. He's facing a shitty offense tonight. So Kyle Hendricks could easily go 87 pitches and nobody gets donated at all. Complete game shutout. He didn't. Even I, I I will put it. I mean, at least. A hundred bucks. Right, right, right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll do a minimum be, because I want him to throw a hundred and five pitches, fucking complete game. That's what I want. Oh, couple things, real quick. <laughs> Crowley's like <laughs> four guys struck out. It was crazy. One guy ran to first. It was weird. Corey Furlong said, "Ever met Bill Madlock? I have, and in fact." After a year after I met him, he got divorced, and I saw the whole story. It was, um, it was actually that was the story Crawley was going to tell about shooting someone. No, that was a different story. But I just got this. My wife just came up to Wisconsin, and Joe Johnson from Obvious Shirts. Um, you know him. Uh, he, he, you know, you, you guys know about my never-ending quest to forever stomp out the wave. Joe Johnson sent this to my house for my birthday. Oh yeah, oh, baby! Nice. No wave at Wrigley. Thank you, Joe Johnson. Much appreciated. Love you, buddy. Um, so I, I did. I've got one more bit to do, and I thought of this in the shower. Uh, I, I was uh, uh, traveling back from Cincinnati, and I was just like, I want to take a shower just to freshen up before the show and feel like a new man. And I thought about the. Remember when we talked about the five stages of grief of Cubs fandom? Yes. Like that what we're going to go through right now as we know now that the core will not repeat. It's over. That will it, that the ship has sailed. But so we have to all grieve. You're lying, as, dude. Why are you lying? Uh, well, we're going to go through the five stages of grief together, Crawley, right now. And you'll see uh, the first stage, of course, is denial. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and Danny just posted the picture of Jack White. 
<laughs> the Cubs game looking really fucking frustrated. By the way, and you don't have to even repeat that because it's all Jack White. All the okay. memes I made are all Jack White because it's just all grief. Denial, the Cubs, here's what somebody in denial would say. The Cubs have one of the easiest remaining schedules. Add an arm and a bat and you take the Central easy. I think that's about accurate. Yeah, I think you're on it. Now, uh, the next stage of grief, of course, is anger. Well, if you don't trade you and keep Schwarber, you win the Central. Damn it! Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, you are you you are nailing it so far. Yeah, I'm telling you, I have the best shower thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, the next stage. I'm not of gonna grief, tell you what my shower thoughts are. Yeah, I know. I don't want to hear. And then next, <laughs> the next stage of grief, of course, is bargaining. Well, oh, Bobby, that's actually a shower thought I do have. Javi, Rizzo, and Bryant will take the qualifying offer. The Cubs will sign starters in the winter 2022 champs. Yeah. What do you think? I'm done. Crawley removed it. He deleted himself in the middle of <laughs> you, him talking. What do you think? Javi, Rizzo, and Bryant all come back on the qualifying offer next year. They signed some starters, 2022 ch- champs. Oh, I'm, I, I'm ready, man. Get, get my shirts ready, 2022 champs. <laughs> right. Okay, ready. the fourth – the fourth. well, it's not going to happen because here's the fourth sh- stage of grief. It's depression. It's going to be another 108 years. Let's drink. Yeah. Oh, Danny, I, I think that's where I'm at. I was there last week where the funny thing is like I wake up in the morning. I'm like, Danny, I have this song. It's great for you. And it had to do with God from John Lennon. And it's all this shit you don't believe in. And I was so fucking bitter. Like I wrote all these lyrics and sent them out. I listened to the song like 20 times, like crying. I'm like, Danny, you got to make the song. He's like, dude, nobody's going to like this. It's too depressing. Yeah. Well, dude, <laughs> and, and, and I've got proof for you. And it's that- also nine minutes long. <laughs> but, <laughs> but everything we do is long. But, but I've got proof for you that that nobody will like it. Is that nobody liked my song that I just put out, uh, which is going to end the end the show? Hug watch yeah. because nobody wants to deal with this moment. So nobody wants to hear. I love sing. hug and watch. I, yeah, well, it's because you're a cynic. No, you know? no, no. It's because. I don't listen to any of the lyrics except for Hug Watch. And I think to myself, like, I'm just going to be walking on the street and I'm looking for hugs. Michael, like, you would not look for hugs. No offense. <laughs> if someone Actually, came up to hug you, you would run the other direction. Yeah. Come on, oh, fuck you, God. Pepper, you, you have you'd no idea. Bear spray him and you'd be out of there. <laughs> so I stand there stiffly like, why are you talking? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing a little bit of Crawley's Depression as long as I got that right up. <laughs> Cubs are a, a team by which we measure our pain. I don't believe in Jay Hay. I don't believe in Marquis. I don't believe in Xiaomi. I don't believe in Ian. I don't believe 
and Jake's A. Do-do-do-do-do-do. I don't believe in cup snakes. Boo-boo-do-do. I don't believe in woo-woo. Oh, that's mean. I don't believe in Brizzo. I don't believe in Zaidman. Oh, you guys have to realize There's more, but I have to. Stop. I am laughing my ass off, and Crawley is like he's headbanging to this. <laughs> he's just like rocking out. Yeah, it's going to. That, that's depression. It's going to be another 108 years. Let's cry in our cars. Let's drink. That let's, was a week ago. Just so you know, I'm okay now, man. I've, well, I've got depression. And once you sing the song. You're an acceptance. Yeah, I, I will I will sing the rest of it later. But we have to find <laughs> acceptance. Um, at least we won in 2016. Let's drink. So if you see depression ends with let's drink and acceptance also ends with let's, let's drink. So everybody, a quick message. Uh, last interruption of the show. I, I want you all to join our Patreon campaign. Why? Well, you get the show early ad free and you help the Sunranto show stay on the air. You know, we got bills to pay. We got a website hosting uh, due real quick. Uh, we've got uh, our stream yard that we've got to pay for. We got tickets and beer. We got, there's expenses, people. There's expenses with keeping the show on the air, and you should help us pay for it. Um, go to patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, P A T R E O N dot com slash S O N R A N T O. Become a patron today. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. There are 105 other Cubs fans that have done exactly that, and you should join them because it really helps us keep the lights on. Please help the Sunranto show stay in the air. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You can pay all at once. It's like $10. If you buy each one of us a beer at the ballpark for doing the show, that's like $3 level. If you want the photographs and you want the uh, music, it's $5 level. If you want to get your name on the end of our live recording, as a, as a special supporter of the Sun Rancho show, that's a $10 level. I know some of you guys can afford it. Um, if you if you love Cubs baseball and Cubs talk and you want to help us out, then please become a patron. Patreon.com slash And I won't bother you again about this because you'll be getting the free, ad-free feed straight to your Patreon account. But... You don't. You gotta listen to ads like this one. You could. You don't need to. You don't need to. One dollar will change all that. Patreon.com slash. I said that the. I actually tweeted about it. I'm like, you know what, man? It was the greatest. From 14 to 20 was the greatest six years of my life. Um, thank you, Bernie. I really worked hard on those lyrics. Uh, it really like I like I was so mad that day. I just like I'm like. I need Danny to freaking like record this. <laughs> I, I will. I'm going to record it for you, but you know, we need to like work through some things first. I think <laughs> before I record the whole thing, uh, I, should I keep going? I don't believe in Wilson. No, I, I won't. We got Wilson Davies, Javi Hoyer. Peter I, right. I, 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 we we I know where this believe. is going. It's just the whole roster. What's, go ahead. I just believe what? What is, I just believe. I can't remember what, but. I just believe in 2016, the World Series team, and that's reality. The dream is over. What can I say? 
the dream is over yesterday we I'm, were big spenders uh, i'll leave it there this, this is so beautiful but i'm i'm really waiting for happiness as a warm gun <laughs> <laughs> that's that's when we reside rizzo yeah <laughs> and we, and we watch and we watch him walk to first run down to first base and we're like happiness uh that's that's dark that's dark <laughs> <laughs> Laura Rick was jumped the gun. Laura Rick jumped the gun. <laughs> Juliet is over his hump the pastor. Juliet is over his hump the pastor. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be a fun five years before James Triatos comes up. Oh, all of you people who have no idea what this is like. Except for in the winning years, including me. Like, I, we've never done anything but win since I've been on this podcast until, well, I mean, we won last year. Fuck. Um, Crawley, I got another uh, parody uh, challenge for you. Uh, do you know the song uh, In the Living Years? Yeah, in the, yeah. I hate that song, by the way. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but but I just had an idea. In the winning years. And we'll like look back, you know, I mean, people will love it. I mean, I'll hate it, but people will love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, there's, there's your five stages of Cubs grief. I'll tweet that out later for everybody's enjoyment. Sure, it'll go viral. Um, <laughs> I said that like Trump, Trump says China. So <laughs> we're, the off the rails. we're off the rails because we don't viral care. China. China. It went viral. China. <laughs> Same shit. I'm telling you, if you want to stick with the Sun Ranto show, I highly recommend it because it's going to be a fun couple of three years if we stick with it. Let me tell you. They're um, gonna quit right before they win. Another right game. before they win again, we're like, oh, I can't deal with this. I don't have the energy. I'll have a heart attack. All so, we have to um, do is pass uh, as the longest running, and then we can drop the mics. Yeah, exactly. That's all we're here for. Oh, really. We've done so many fucking shows. I think we've already done it. Oh, we've been had way more shows than those clowns. I think so. Yeah, uh, Corey, right. I love you if you're listening. Are we gonna? Are we gonna do some TFCs yeah, here? Yeah, is that where we're at? Off. Yeah, this game is just really off to a great start. Zero zero in the top <laughs> of the second. Everybody's everybody's watching. Everybody's into it. Yeah, um, there's only six people watching us. We don't give a shit anymore. This is just, there's five this people is now just for us. Yeah, there's five. It, it is really yeah, <laughs> which is how it started. So it's come full circle. So it's uh, five people watching, which is actually one more than what is watching Marquee Network right now <laughs> after, after trading Jock Peterson. So, um, all right, yeah, TFTs. Right. I guess that, that's where we are. Yeah, in the show. All right, I got you. Buster Olney is my first TFC. Jock Peterson might have been a potential fit for the Yankees now that they face the prospect playing without Aaron Judge for a while, but the Cubs and Braves were at the one-yard line and close to finishing their trade early yesterday afternoon before the Judge news broke. This is a motherfucker out there. This is a, a trade between two National League teams, and this asshole is like, hmm. How can I get the How Yankees, can I get the Yankees in yeah, here so I can I'm, get some retweets? Yeah, because <laughs> nobody <laughs> fucking jockers. Like, what a dickhead. This is the fucking sports media that we live in. 
well, if we can just throw Yankees in there in any way, that's going to be a good tweet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I hate to be like a big White Sox. I'm not like a big White Sox guy, but like White Sox fans were complaining because when they showed the Field of Dreams um, during the start game, Yankees. it was nothing but Yankees. When the when <laughs> when the, the the White Sox are in first place, the Yankees are are probably going to be out of it. And the whole movie Field of Dreams is about the the Chicago Black Sox. Yeah, yeah. And yet they they get second billing. In Iowa, that's like three hours away from Comiskey Park. Or the Cubs have just taken the lead on a Jake Marisnik sack fly. Uh, well, trade him then, as long as his, his stock is high. Yeah. Um, so here's here's I got a TFC here. This one is about uh, this is the classic TFC. So I'm going to start with this from Al Brodsky on the Sun Ranto Ranchers page. Which, by the way, Al Brodsky, uh, just reading your name, I yell everything you write. Oh my God, Al Brodsky! <laughs> I can't imagine that he can write like I don't know a fucking Mother's Day card. Whereas mom's like, ow, that was a little harsh. That was a little harsh. <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't there a, like a Saturday night live skit where there was a name just like that and they would drink? And Al Brodsky and everyone. Was- <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink Al now. I'm drinking Al Brodsky right about now. Yeah. Um, so any, any post that starts with, unfortunately, comma, <laughs> you're in for. You're, you're in for something. Yeah. He says, unfortunately, comma. I do not have the authority to stop the sell-off of key players in exchange for young players to help us in the future. All caps. Future? I truly was hopeful the promise was made to me <laughs> by Theo Jedid. The Ricketts family was true that we would try to win every year. Unfortunately, I was lied to, which is one reason I am certain Theo is no longer with us. I am hopeful <laughs> that after the big, <laughs> that after the big sell-off of our best assets, we will once again commit to adding on and winning every year <laughs> in a few years. <laughs> I remain a fan for life. But I'm extremely <laughs> disappointed in our current ownerships and willingness to act like the big market team we are and invest to win now and every year. Shame on the Ricketts family. <laughs> Sat <laughs> angry face, Bob. Or <laughs> Al Brodsky's like got the worst keyboard ever. His keyboard is just fucking yeah. broke. Yeah, he it just it, does it, weird things. <laughs> Just random, random. He's like, I finally podcast. got on the show. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't know that it all capped hopeful. That was weird. I know. It really was weird to in the middle. Like, hopeful. I am hopeful that after the big show. I will up, say hopeful in the angriest goddamn way I can. So you guys do me a favor. Google this. It's on YouTube. It's Saturday Night Live. And it's Bill Brasky's the guy's name. Oh, ah, there we go. Bill Brasky. Basically, the whole sketch is everybody just being drunk. To Bill Brasky! <laughs> to Bill Brasky. Tales of Bill Brasky at the airport bar, I see. All right. So, Carly, did you have one? Shit, no. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Shit, you fucking kidding me? I am a walking TFC. I don't get, I don't fucking tell other people's pain. What, Just mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's amazing is like we do these and then I put them up here and, and two hours later, I have no idea. People forget this is a podcast. People forget that. Oh, oh, okay. So this is on a really slow, it's like a Reds post. It's on uh, Reddit. And the outfielder fucking fumbled up the ball and threw. And I see this in the comments. That's a borderline fart slam by Cooper on that bobble plus lollipop throw. And then the next dude responds with, there is no way I'd ever use fart slam in a Reddit baseball title. I don't want to be schooled by fart slam professors. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck's a fart slam? Well, we're gonna and there are fart slam professors out there on the internet. But yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm in each other with fart slamming. So I looked it up. It is uh, it is the defensive equivalent of a toot gland. It is the fielder allows runner to score like a moron. Fart <laughs> slam. <laughs> So from now on, when I see some shitty fucking play, it's a fucking fart slam. It's a fart, fart slam. slam. Yeah. I'm so happy I can introduce that new word into our lexicon. Uh, and that's not – you shouldn't be happy about that. That's really not something to be happy about. In fact, you're making the show worse. Like by the second, <laughs> the show is getting worse in front of everybody's eyes. In ears. Um, <laughs> I, I left for five minutes. What happened? Uh, we had a fart slam. <laughs> yeah, we had a fart slam and Michael ruined the show forever. We got to quit now. Charlie, uh, do you know what a fart slam is? I have no idea, man. Oh, good. It's when a fielder allows a runner to <laughs> score by. No, 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 no. Don't tell him. We will just randomly yell fart slam. When... <laughs> There'll be one tonight. Yeah. Um. So I got a couple more. Uh, here's a, this is a two about Chris Bryant about to be traded to the Mets, Braves, or, uh, Expos. Uh, the Larry Myers posted in go Cubs go. He said, did KB just strike out at the all-star game? Then Luis Burgos said, well, of course he did. The bases were loaded. Did you expect him to be clutch or something? (laughs) Burn, burn, burn. Burn. I'm, I'm telling you. Burn. To Bill Bradsky. <laughs> there to are Bill Bradsky. There <laughs> to Bill Bradsky. To Bill to Bradsky. Larry Myers and Luis Burgos. To Al Bradsky. Yeah, they killed it. Um, no, so this is the thing about the whole KB thing. We he all did it know. twice on a national stage in front of everybody. Just we say it. We all know that KB has these numbers. They're numbers, man. The numbers are fucking great. You, 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 you watch KB on the field, and you got the vanilla milk toast fucking all-American boy, and then you look at the numbers, and the numbers are goddamn beautiful. But then you look at the guy at third, and you're like, that guy? And then you look at the numbers. You're like, my God, that guy is fucking great. And then you look at the guy hitting. And you're like, mm, really? Okay. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. Wilson Contreras was talking about somebody. We don't know who. <laughs> you think it's KB? No, I don't. I think it's fucking uh, Anthony Rizzo. I do too. But <laughs> I, I no, I, I agree with you, Crawley. But I'm I'm saying that that the uh, Brid doesn't fall far from the Zoe. Oh, and you know what I mean. Cor- Corey says it's called stage fright for a reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just look. KB is a there. KB's a phenomenal baseball player. Is he too good for his own good? That's what I wonder sometimes because I fucking watch him and it feels like he never comes through. Now, people will give you every number in the world showing that he always comes through. But I watch a lot Listen, of baseball. We watch all the fucking games, dude. I trust you. I trust me. I, you know, I've been saying it for years. You've been saying it for years. I interviewed his dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it took everything in me to be like, so what do you think about the people that say that your fucking son sucks, actually? And that it's all empty. It's all fucking empty fucking shirt. My my favorite. I don't part think of it that, is. He's so my favorite part of that is when so you talented. just flipped out and you're like, I'm fucking watching games. Like, yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. We watch yeah. him all the time. And why doesn't why doesn't it feel like the numbers? Why do the num- I will tell you why, because he <laughs> had- <laughs> Hold on. Crowley's not looking at this, the camera, the screen, nothing. He's like He's like, I can't tell you why. <laughs> Fucking Al Bradsky will tell you why. Bill Bradsky. Bill Bradsky. So I'm going to be honest here. Hold on. Is that uh, I do like some. <laughs> timing. Timing. It's all about that. I, I got this memorabilia thing going on where I'm selling this cousin Eddie bobblehead for big money. And it just failed, and I got to collect money, so I'm like, kind of like doing like ten things at once. <laughs> but let, wait, let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really didn't want to detract you. I really that was did, did KB just come up clerch on your fucking eBay sale? He didn't. I came up clerch. Oh, okay. But, oh, you. <laughs> I, no, but, what's your what's your point about KB? It is you you were going to say something about it. That there, that, <laughs> I want to hear it. When he was brought up and the way that he started out, when you talk about rookie of the year, MVP, World Series, it put the bar up so high it's almost impossible to reach. It's kind of like one of those guys that signs a gigantic, ginormous contract like a Bryce Harper or something like that. That's almost impossible to live up to, unless Chris Bryant is batting 700, there's no way he's ever going to be anything that people expect him to be. I'll just, I'm just going to say this. When you got Wiz or, or, or David Bodie being your everyday third baseman next year and you watch Chris Bryant go somewhere else and fucking tear it up, then, then you go ahead. I, I'm just saying, man, I've never seen a guy for no reason so with so many Cub fans ready to kind of throw him off the boat when third base has been one of those positions, like I said, you went from Ron Santo all the way to Aramis Ramirez till you had a decent third baseman. And then you have, like I said, a really, really great third baseman. And people are like, let's get, let's get rid of him. All right, fine, get rid of him. Like I said, enjoy Pee Wiz. 
He, this yeah, could be real yeah. good. Man. Enjoy Luke, David Bowie. I hope Bowie, you all yeah. enjoy because because you know what? Chris Bryant's special and the fact that he wasn't appreciated as much as he should have been when he's here. Like I said, I that to me, like that's just my opinion. But for well, what is the, the concept of who you build around, I think is super important. Like, do you build around a Javi Rizzo, which was rumored today, which everybody was like, what does that look like in 10 years? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like extrapolate it. Yeah. Like we all have braids. Uh, use them. So, but you go, you extrapolate that out, and that's one thing. Chris Bryant, extrapolate that out, and it just feels a little bit more like it might work out. I don't know. And, I, this, and this is why I asked the question, is he too good for his own good, right? Like, he's he's so good. He's Babe Aaron. He's Babe things, Aaron. The things that he does – are almost commonplace, right? So, like, Albert Almora, everybody loves Albert Almora in I think he's field. a piece of shit. <laughs> Especially because, <laughs> because he gets a bad read on a ball, but he gets there and makes the diving catch, right? It's like, no, that was great. That was an amazing catch. Except for he, he could have just got there and made the catch. I love what Guy Sirius says. Uh, let's face it, Bright is just that boring. He's like dentist boring. I he mean, really is. Yeah. He he might be the he he might be the best baseball player the Cubs have ever had. And 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 I'm saying this seriously. He might be the best. And yet, doesn't pass the fucking smell and, test somehow. And yet, in five years after he's gone. People are still going to be wearing Terrio jerseys. Here's the thing. Fukunobi had one goddamn game. One game, and he didn't even win the fucking thing. He just tied it. <laughs> he did nothing after that. Fucking people still wear that jersey. Guy Sirius and I are going to do a Grateful Dead podcast one day. <laughs> we talked about it all night one night. Yeah, a little Yumper Elmore fears the shit out of me. That's why you got a little handler next to him all the time. Yeah. And, you never know who's going to run up on Elmore and just <laughs> start asking him to side things. So, all right. Hey, you know what? Since I got one it, more TFC about so, KB. So do I. No, I got oh, one more. Oh, and I KB. do too. Okay. This, Since you got KB, a, I'll go KB next. Yeah, this was a double KB. Okay. Uh, Bleacher Nation uh, tweeted, uh, <laughs> Facebooked out. Uh, Bryant and Kimbrell had fine all-star game appearances, though Bryant, of course, had to be asked about trades. And that's what Bleacher Nation chose to write. And then Tom P. Stone said, oh, for two with both times, bases loaded. With is- four times. Yeah, I know he said. He, he was, was drunk. Type- I was at a typo, yeah. <laughs> he's a top fan. I'm going to give Tom P. Stone. He's a top fan. Oh, top oh. fan. I see. Oh, how do you get a top fan fucking I reply just, shitload. Yeah, reply, yeah. Over okay. 2 with brr times bases loaded <laughs> is your definition of a quote-unquote fine appearance? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Wow. Do you guys set the bar low, dot, dot? Participation trophies all around National League. You came in second. Yay. <laughs> And some emoji heads. Yeah. So, uh, look, I'm going to defend Bryant here. 
He was fine <laughs> on defense. He was. I hate when I hate when everybody breaks the game down to only offense. He's fine on defense. Fine, whatever. I don't even know what the fuck he did because I only saw him on offense, and he's and he, and he failed. Yeah, he, he failed flared that. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what but, people uh, will remember. But I had fucking idiots out there like the American League has won eight straight All Star games. No one cares. Who gives a shit. It's a fucking exhibition game that nobody's supposed to give a shit about. The National League has won a, uh, seven of the last 11 World Series. Would you rather have 11 or seven out of 11 or eight? No, in a fucking meaningless game. I'm just going to tell you the All Star game is going to change when this guy comes up. <laughs> <laughs> James uh, Triantos, baby, changing the game. <laughs> James Triantos coming up, throwing snowballs at that little chocolate milk kid from in Christmas th- Story. Oh, man, in, it's going to be ugly. In 30 years when he's 25, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be ready to play. <laughs> you, know his, you know his mom ordered the button with this picture for everyone. Oh, God. It is <laughs> – Totally his button picture. Oh man, is we this- all gotta get we gotta get that. <laughs> well, we're selling that. That's our off season sale. Getting Triantos sure. buttons. Well, this might be our off season sale. The uh, Chris Bryant split jersey, half White Sox, half what? Cubs. Oh man. yeah, online, ready to go. So I I had to post this in here in the TFC because uh, somebody posted that in uh, baseball Reddit. It's it's a it's fake. It's fake, yeah, yeah. It's a Photoshop job. It's a great Photoshop job, uh, and it looks like it's a Sox and Blue Cubs jersey together. Which I don't know why you went there with the Blue Cubs jersey, but it's hilarious because. There were 48 comments, and it was all like, what the fuck? What? 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 Why, why are you doing this? What is this? You like, know, everybody freaking the fuck out because somebody posted a Photoshop jersey, half Cubs, half White Sox, and uh, I just thought it was hilarious. I kind of want one, uh, but I want a Sun Ranto one that's half Cubs, half White Sox. What? Because what is that, dude? I'll tell you why. Because Ron Santo played one year for the White Sox. Well, then you, only need, you, you need just a sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> well, just your sleeve is White Sox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, do I have any more? I don't think so. Oh, no, I've got one more. One more. My final TFC before I guess we have to all unfortunately watch the end of the the of the cubs uh what's the score there Carly? it's one nothing it's the middle of the third one nothing which team the cubs no. <laughs> the, 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 the oh bears. yeah marisnik you told us that earlier yeah. okay uh <laughs> oh, the bears it's tied oh the who's oh no i'm laughing about the picture yeah uh the the in the bleacher banter alexis wheeler posted i don't think the Kimbrel Chia Pet is supposed to grow white mold with an emoji with, uh, you know, bugged out eyes. Emoji. Bugged eyes emoji. 
It's kind of a cool look to picture him with a white beard, though. And that's what's happening. The the seeds have not sprouted on the Kimbrel beard. This thing must have been in storage too long. Honestly, <laughs> that looks like my beard. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I've got also, a lot of white. Oh, I know. Me too. That's it. It happens to in your forties. Uh, but I'm I'm saying like the the seeds that were properly applied, unlike the seeds that we saw in the last show that Alan applied, which ended up all over the apron of the Kimbrel. It was ugly. But these, they're not sprouting. The seeds on the Kimbrel chia beard are not sprouting. They are simply growing white molds. Probably, I would guess, because they were stored at Wrigley Field somewhere in some banana boxes. Uh <laughs> For the entire pandemic, and they banana were sitting there full of Kimberly <laughs> banana box. They're like, we have to hide these. They put them in the banana boxes, and uh, the seeds are now defunct. Like they were only supposed to last so long, and now they don't last anymore. We now know what Craig Kimberly is going to look like in ten years. Yeah. You know who else is having a hard time sprouting a beard? <laughs> Triantos. James oh. Triantos, dude. Yeah. Hold on. I got breaking news on uh Twitter. Uh-uh. From Ble- from Bleacher Mob Radio. Uh breaking news. Sunranto, Crawley's Club, Cubs, and Cub X3 have been traded to the Pirates and will be joining the Walking the Plank podcast team. So apparently that is the a hell of a name. If I had to do it again, like because you know that this show started when podcast started. Yeah, that's that's the first entry in the uh, in the scavenger hunt. Here we go. All right, we're we're off to we're off to a roaring start. If you if you want to win the Craig Kimbrell mold growing chia beard. <laughs> Well, that's what made me think of it. You know, yeah, you got exactly. the mold growing to your beard. I mean, Danny's got a box of mold just waiting for you. Just waiting for you, yeah. <laughs> it could be yours. Just enter to win now. So uh, there's the show. Um, do you want to... We, uh, went, we went like an extra 40 minutes. Like, we were done. And then all of a sudden... We started to uh, laugh and bullshit, and we went 40 minutes. So uh, How many for pitch- all the podcast listeners, you're welcome. For all the people who fucking dropped off as soon as the game started, fuck you. you. You're, you're also welcome. <laughs> you, missed, you missed the bonus content. <laughs> yeah. it's it's it, No, at this point in, in the um, kind of arc – of humanity. I believe it's all bonus content since maybe 2019. I believe it was all bonus content. So Hendricks right now at 32 pitches through three. So he's on pace to basically not make any money. Uh, no, 99. He's, he's looking the max. Yeah. He could go 99 pitches for a complete game. That would be a Maddox. Yeah. If he's 33 through three, is that what you just said? Yeah. He's on pace yeah. for Maddox. Yeah. And if he goes, if he goes Maddox, I'll drop an extra 50. Ooh. If he goes Maddox, I'll drop an extra 50. So that'll be uh, $10 times uh, 20 or 10, 10 pitches times 20, right? 90 to 99. 
Mm-hmm. And then 50 That's a hundred bucks. Right. So no, that's two hundred dollars, and then an extra fifty for the match. Oh yeah, twenty per pitch, right? Is what you said. Yeah. Twenty per pitch over ninety, or over hey, eighty nine. Here's some breaking news: the Cubs signed six round left handed pitcher Riley Martin for one thousand dollars. One thousand dollars slot value for the one hundred eighty fourth pick is normally two hundred sixty three thousand seven hundred. A Wait, two thousand, a two hundred sixty-two thousand seven hundred under slot deal for the Cubs. Breaking. What? Like why? Why I mean, the fuck would you sign that? Well, when you can are, make more than a thousand dollars with the fucking Chicago hot dogs. <laughs> Chicago dogs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cincinnati Red Stock. No, I actually meant I actually meant the people working in the booth. Yeah, exactly. Hot dogs. More than a Chicago dogs. hot dogs. Yeah, the people who sell hot dogs make more than that guy. <laughs> That's what I meant. Not the baseball team. The actual people fucking selling hot dogs. <laughs> what the fuck? A a thousand dollars. Off of the the normal two hundred and something thousand, way under slot, over two hundred thousand dollars under slot. Wow! Hold on, I just realized. So I haven't had like a steady job for like ten years. I just realized I could be a sports agent. <laughs> Apparently, anybody can fucking work a deal because if you can get somebody to take two hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars less. Than what they should get. I mean, that's ten percent. That's fucking hundred bucks. This is absolutely <laughs> holy, dude. No offense. If I'm Riley Martin, I never fucking give any effort to the Cubs. I'm like, fuck you guys. You, you all kiss my ass. Well, but did Why Riley did Martin sign agree to do it? Yeah, I mean, he agreed. He doesn't really have what, what, are, what are his options? I mean, I guess he what, he's a, he's a you you fucking go play for the Chicago Dogs for a season, and then you go back in the draft. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, look at him. He's up there yeah. with his Josh Hader hair. I mean, well, you don't he, even play for the Chicago Dogs. You go up to Milwaukee to be closer to Hater. Guys, we talked about play with we talked about this before, man. Is that is that they fuck minor leaguers all the time? You there's a make- maximum. There's a maximum slot that you are allowed to pay. Because you remember that was Theo and Jed's old trick. They would pay way over slot to make sure these guys wouldn't go to college. That was their old trick. And then when the, the previous CBA came out, they said you have a max. But guess what? There's no minimum. God damn it. We need to start our own fucking baseball league. We need to start our own fucking baseball league where uh, and- we, we, from, they, they play from 18 to uh, 29 and we pay them fucking 50 grand a year. Little because younger- honestly, I would fucking love to make 50 grand a year from 18 to 29. It is not a mistake. Not a mistake. I yeah. will. Louis Humbert said it has to be a mistake, and Crawley says it's not a mistake. But I mean, a thousand dollars. I mean, you guys know the stimulus check was more than you know what I mean. Like, I'm putting it right here. If you guys think I'm wrong, then I will. It's it's not that. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. wrong. We just think that whoever the information is wrong. Yeah, 
This is from Baseball America. So Carlos Colazzo. Yeah, but maybe he just forgot to like add like two zeros. Do you know what I mean? Even one zero. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) But yeah, two zeros would make more sense. Two hundred thousand. Carlos Colazzo, fourteen point one k followers. If you think Carlos Colazzo's wrong, then maybe he made a mistake. Maybe maybe I'm wrong in doing it, but that's what that's what's there right now. Carly, I hate to tell you this. But there's a lot of people with a lot of followers that I think is wrong. I would say that Baseball America, and and I know Carlos, he does the future pro pod. I'm just just saying your argument wasn't good. No, no, no. What I'm saying is. (laughs) I agree agree with you, and I think you're right. This guy's whole thing, this guy's whole whole existence is minor league baseball in the draft. Yeah. He might be wrong. Maybe maybe he made a mistake. I'm not saying. Carlos Carrazzo just made more from that fucking tweet than. <laughs> fucking Dimitri Robert, whatever the fuck that dude's name is, who I've already forgotten because if he's a thousand dollar player, I will never see him again. Riley, way, Martin, Riley Martin. Riley Martin. Normal slot values two hundred and sixty three thousand. He signed for one thousand dollars. Let everybody know. Everybody needs to know out there. Biblical losses. And somebody right here, Joel Condry, writes down in this thread, this is normal for college seniors, unfortunately. They won't be draft eligible again, and the club now owns their right. They can either take the offer or quit baseball, which isn't 100% true because, like you said, they can do independent. I think they can do independent league, but that all changed in 2020 when they fucked around with shit. So I don't know. Yeah, they're fucked. This is – Look, people want to know why we get on this shit and why we are fucking, you know, pro-union and pro-fucking players and shit that things are going on. This is why. Because the fucking bosses are doing bullshit like this. And this guy, Phil, you're a top 10 pick pick in Major League Baseball. Not a top 10. Guess what? Sixth round. Yep. Did you say sixth round? Sixth round. I'm sorry. Sixth round, ten but top round. ten of a yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess but I'm. You're I, like five hundredth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever. you're like whatever. But you're you're the fucking top one percent of all people who ever played this game, dude. But you, you got to look at this. For, I mean, from my perspective, of like Broadway shows, you got you know fifty Broadway shows going on at any, any given time. 50 people in the cast at tops, you know, so you're looking at top 2000 people, top actors in the country. Everybody else is on the road. Everybody else is fucking around. Like it's, you know, and that's the chance you take. And I got into that business knowing that these players go into it, knowing that if you can't do it at that level for that long, you go and billion millionaire like dude i've made the people i used to work for they got houses in the hamptons they got fucking oh did you make a thousand dollars yes i didn't get a signing bonus i got a fucking weekly salary that was better than that shit but (laughs) but, but little yumper says says, if this is correct the cubs have already sent a message to other players how they do business and they've created a disgruntled player which 100% that's, correct. That, that's, and, and let me just say this. 
I went in front of Jed and Theo and reamed them about the living conditions for minor league players. At CubsCon, I had over 1,500 people in the room. And I said, you guys are always looking for the next competitive edge, whatever, whatever. Why wouldn't you pay your minor league players livable salary? 45 grand, 40 grand a year so that they can have buy an apartment, work out, work with their coaches, pitching coaches, hitting coaches. Why wouldn't you use that as the next market inefficiency? And Theo blew smoke up my ass. And that's the thing about CubsCon because you kind of say your question. You got like, there's, it's not an interview. You know what I mean? And so it's like, oh, yeah, well, we, we're, you know, it's like the Toronto Blue Jays increased the minimum wage. And we're looking at all this shit. But you know what? When it comes down to it, meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. That's what it comes down to. You know, and if you're in a place like Des Moines, I can guarantee you if you make $45,000 by the time you hit AAA, you're making forty five grand a year, you can live there and you can train all year rather than what they do right now. They make fifteen grand for three months and then they fucking have to go get regular jobs. They're like you know, and they they have to train outside of that. If you really want your team to be really good, then you pay them to get good rather than pay them to put, you know, 2,000 people in a ballpark in a single-A town, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, obviously, they're not going to spend their money. Obviously, the Cubs are going to now suck from now on. They're not trying. They're tied with the Diamondbacks as we speak, one-to-one. And we're beating a dead horse at these this are, point. Yeah. But, and I would have gone post-game in the Ranchers thing, but now I'm done. Now I'm just depressed <laughs> like on everything that's going Crowley! on. God damn it, we were fucking laughing and we're having this good time. And then Crawley's like, Yeah, tell us what's going on, actually. Crawley's like, What thousand dollars? And I'm like, God, At first, I was like, Little Yumper. I'm like, That can't be right. And I'm like, Looking at shit. And I'm like, Holy fuck these fucking assholes. Fuck them. Jesus. Listen, I'm all for hanging out more, but I need a drink and I need to, yeah, we gotta and go. I need to end this shit at least. It's, uh, yeah, let's. You know. I mean, Carly, you did give us a good spot to, to jump yeah. off the jump off the ship. We're ready to fucking walk the plank. So we'll leave it with Little Yumper saying, "I'm gonna be real. Growing up, growing up a lifelong Cubs fan, stuff like this, along with crying poor, and not to mention political crap, make me hate this team." Yeah, I'm with it you. It makes me. It makes me hate the ownership. I do my best to compartmentalize the team. The team I hate because they won't get vaccinated. The team (laughs) is me, you, and Crawley, and at this point, as far as I'm concerned. And we're all on hug watch, so that's how we're going to end the show. Oh, no. Danny just put me and Crawley on hug watch. Oh, shit. Hug watch. It's time. Watching for hugs All your favorite players Getting traded from the Cubs Hug watch Watching for hugs All your favorite players Getting traded from the Cubs Hug watch What do you got We traded you to
Darvish, but we didn't get a lot. Hey, Chris Bryant, I guess I'll see you later. We're filling up the system with a bunch of teenagers. Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. We're saying sayonara to Dirty Craig. Until this year he had a 6 ERA. And Javi, guess it's time to say adios. You should have got extended with Castellanos. We're singing hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. Jock Peterson, we'd sure love to have you back. But now Jake is gonna help you pack. Arriva, Dirty, do Anthony Rizzo. Oh, why won't Tommy Ricketts pony up the dough? Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. Andrew Chapin was the sheriff of Chicago town, but he's traded to the Padres, now he's wearing brown. Only got Wilson for one more year. I'm not sure where he'll be playing, but it won't be here. Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. Hug watch, watching for hugs. All your favorite players getting traded from the Cubs. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.